Uh, Josiah, I think you might be on mute, good sir. Yes, I was. Yo, 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 what up, dogs? And welcome to episode number 61 of the Fantasy Football Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I'm here with my pals in real life, but my foes in fantasy, Nathan McDonald. Hello. And Micah Birch. Welcome home, Deshaun, hopefully. Maybe. And... Oh, man, we're going to have to get into so much, but that will be another episode. So... Um, the, we are going to have, uh, two episodes this week. Uh, the first we're going to be covering is this one and it is these the, running backs, the running backs. So we're going to continue our rookie, uh, pre-draft ranking series. Uh, we got our running backs to do this week. We're going to do our wide receivers next week. Uh, but, uh, in the meantime, we're also going to have a little bonus episode for you guys this week covering all the free agency stuff. So I know you're looking for the new little new segment we normally do. That's so big this week. We're just going to have to split it into two episodes. So we're going to just dive right into our rookie running back rankings here. And, uh, I know that that's what a lot of people are really are these skill positions. I mean, you know, the, the quarterback classes is, is okay. There's been better quarterback classes, but the skill positions is where this class is, is, is really good. And, uh, you know, I think um, there's a lot of depth at both of these positions, like, you know, three, four rounds of just running back receivers of, of guys that I think could have a chance to have a significant role. Now, of course, not all of them will, because that's how these things work, but um, yeah. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys, uh, you ready to, to get into it? Anything you got to say before, before we get into it, Nate? Uh, no, I will say I found it way harder this year to rank like the guys in the 10, 12, mm-hmm. you know, 15 area, you know, it was getting really thin last year, this year, I feel like there's a lot more guys I'm interested in, you know, the draft will obviously whittle a few of those away, but, um, definitely feel like there's more depth to be had this year. So don't uh, sleep on those third and fourth round picks because you could get some real good value. Micah? I just love running backs and I love watching them mm-hmm. and I love being excited about them possibly being workhorses one day. I mean, who would have thought Javante would be where he's at a year ago from now or a year ago? So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, this is my favorite position. Like not just to scout, but just my favorite position in football, um, but also my favorite to scout. It's just fun seeing guys make other people look silly. Yeah, for sure. And the guys, there's there's definitely a lot to watch, but it's also, I think, in a lot of ways more in their control because, you know, with wide receivers, you need targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, with quarterbacks, there's a lot to analyze that, of course, if you never played quarterback, you know, uh, not that you can't. Of course, tons of people can. And, and, you know, we'd like to think we can do it pretty well, but, you know, there's just a lot to get into. So uh, running backs, it's, uh, it's, it's really, I think, uh, just a pure analysis of, of, of what they can do with the ball in their hands. So, and, and blocking, of course. But all right, uh, Micah, why don't you go ahead and get into it? Start us off. Running back number one for you in this class. So my RB1, I think, should just be the consensus RB1, but I could see an argument for one other person. But that guy is Brees Hall for me. He ended up being my RB1. He wasn't at the start of my um, scouting um, prowess that I went into, but the more and more I looked at him, the more and more I liked him. So let's get into Brees Hall. 
this man pretty much is David Montgomery, but I think a little bit faster and just a little bit more built. Uh, I think David Montgomery is a little bit more elusive, and that's something I do think Brees needs to work on. I think as um, a very strong, like, hitting guys, I think that he's doing very, very good. And But he does need to work on a few things, especially his spin moves. He doesn't, like, he'll either, like, juke a guy out or he'll try to, like, bulldoze over him. So, but I thought his breakaway speed might have been a problem, but he actually broke off some few runs this year, which really shocked me. And he ran really well at the combine. Uh, I think he's going to be the first running back off the board, and I think he's going to go to a team that's going to want to utilize him because he's a great pass catcher, and he's, I think, going to be a three-down back. You know, I mean, he had Brock Purdy throwing him the ball, and he was still able to be um, a productive pass catcher. So I think that, honestly, I like Brees Hall more than Najee, I think, coming into the scouting process after I watched everything. So I'm shocked that I ended up being this high on Brees Hall, but I think he's very good. I don't think he's going to be a bust, and I think he should be the number one pick in all your rookie drafts. So, yep, Brees Hall, my RB1. Love it. Yes, Brees Hall. I've been excited about him since last year. I was going really hard on him after Debbie. I have him in three of my Debbie mm-hmm. leagues. Brees Hall is also my number one running back. Um, yeah, his, uh, you know, the past two years, he had over 250 carries. Uh, last year was 253. Um, you know, he had 1,472 yards, 20 touchdowns, and that's just on the ground. Uh, Micah mentioned his pass catching. He had 36 of those and three touchdowns. Uh, so he just, crazy production um you know he has elite speed and burst um you know micah mentioned his awesome uh combine score he had a total of a 10.9 target share which is like a crazy high for a running back mm-hmm. um and like a total dominator dominator rating which is the <laughs> total touchdowns and total yardage of their team combined into a percentage and that's uh that was almost 42 percent uh so yeah it's just complete dominance from the analytics and statistics uh, side as a runner he's really patient and his vision is great um, this is something he does well but also a knock I have on him so but he loves to bounce it to the outside and he does so successfully because he has the speed to do so but I think you know it's also something he gets caught doing a little too much sometimes and and mm-hmm. so you know but um, you know that being said uh, you know great pass catcher uh, he makes awesome cuts just great side to side agility he's very elusive hard to tackle him he has a great combination of power and speed i mean there's other guys that are fast uh, better more elusive and there's other guys that are more powerful but he's a he's a good in between of everything and yeah i mean i totally agree with micah about um about you know as far as i think him and Najee are right there as prospects i don't know if i would totally say i'd put Najee above him but uh yeah you know i, I like that you that you went there um, he can sometimes lose steam at the end of runs as far as negatives. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't always run with as much power as a guy. Has, like I said, he likes to bounce into the eyes outside and do like really fancy, you know, moves and be elusive. But I'd like to see him be, use his power as a, you know, 217 pound back a little bit more. And uh, sometimes he's a little too indecisive uh, behind the line and doesn't pick the hole fast enough and uh, it can close up. So those are my negatives about him. Um, but, you know, David Montgomery is a great back in this class. He was the back at ISU before this, but mm-hmm. I think that's his absolute floor. And David Montgomery is probably a top 12, you know, dynasty back to, to most people at this point. So um, I, I think uh, from that perspective, it's, uh, it's, it's just, yeah, like, like Micah said, just feel really, really safe drafting them. But uh, let's see if we have consensus and pass it to Mr. Nate. 
Oh, if we did have consensus, it would be the second year in a row. We all had Najee number one last year. And uh, I will say Brees is a better athlete than Najee. I think Najee is a better, like, running back in that he sees things better. He, you know, is a bit more polished. Um, but, you know, he also came out at an older age and everything. Man, I agonized over this all week long. Like, it is – I went back and forth back and forth it is seriously a 1a 1b situation for me um, so the draft and landing spots gonna really matter a lot but number one for me i had to give the razor's edge to Brees hall out of iowa state he uh yeah he, he really just checks all the boxes um not just from a physical standpoint but from an analytical standpoint he, you know, his, you know, uh, Josiah mentioned his dominator rating uh, this past year. It was 42% overall over his three-year career. It was 33, which is fantastic. Breakout age of 18.2, which is fantastic. Um, you know, he's, he doesn't have a ton of grueling weaknesses. Um, I'll get into the ones that he does have in a minute, but I mean, the, the obvious things, prototypical size and speed. Um, blew up the combine uh, in 2021. So a concern I had about him scouting him last year was that he definitely didn't push the pile as much as you would like. And he's still not like, you know, some of the true power backs in this class in that regard, but he's a lot better than he was previously. He definitely added some weight and power to his game. And he even mentioned that in the spring, I believe. So um, he did a great job with that. Uh, it showed up on film for me. So I like the way he was able to push through contact, fall forward more often. Uh, everybody knows he has really good hands out of the backfield. Uh, does have an occasional mental drop from time to time. Had uh, one or two against Baylor this past year, but overall really good there. Um, can use any move in the book, juke, spin, stutter step. Um, Micah, I, I, I have to disagree about the spin move because I found it very apt that he plays as a cyclone because his favorite move <laughs> is a spin move and he just executes it at a very high level to me. Uh, one of the better guys to do it. I will say he sometimes goes to that a little too much. Yeah. And uh, Josiah mentioned, uh, kind of hinted at that as where, you know, sometimes you just need to put the shoulder down, realize he's 217 pounds and, and bowl someone over. So uh, I'll use that to get into his weaknesses. Uh, Micah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say, um, I completely agree with you on the spin move. It is just that, you know, Sometimes he just does it at the wrong times, and it's something that he mm -hmm. is good at, but he just does it at inopportune times and needs to stop it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can agree with that uh, to an extent for sure. Um, I, I do think he has good vision. I don't think it's great. Uh, he misses some cutback opportunities that would be some massive gains and doesn't do a great job of setting up defenders, or at least not as great as you know an RB1 normally would be, like not as good as Najee, I think, was. Um, you know, talked about before, he can be indecisive on what move to use and will wait too late to set it up. Um, would like to see him process things a little bit further ahead and be thinking a little bit, um, you know, kind of two steps ahead of the defenders. Um, you know, gets caught from behind a little bit. You wouldn't think that, that he ran a 439 at the combine. Um, it's been talked about that, you know, comparing this class to other classes, you probably want to add about 0.06 to the end of their 40s, just to compensate for it being a new um, new field that they put in the combine stadium. So everybody was running faster, but uh, he's still at least, you know, Zeke speed, if not faster. So, um, but he does, like y'all mentioned, run out of steam a little bit at the end. Um, and his burst, uh, you know, he has great speed. His burst, I think, is a little less great. Um, his his 10-yard split was uh, pretty average in, in result to the running backs. So let me check real quick. 
yeah, the average for the running backs in this class was 1.55. And I believe he was a 1.54. Yeah. So um, would like to see a little bit more pop, but being his size, it's, it's nothing to sniff at. So overall, everything put together, uh, no injury history either. Um, yeah, I have to put him number one. I will say he, his averages took a big dip when he played top five, like, you know, rushing defenses this year. So that elite competition, that could be a concern because he did beat up on some weak teams, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think he's the safest pick here and you can't go wrong. Brees Hall number one. I like it. We all have consensus here. Hey, one more thing I do think I want to throw in just a nice little blurb I missed about him. He does have the best speed score in the class. So he, he's, when you combine his side and, and speed, uh, it's 116. So that's uh that's the highest one. I saw. Is there somebody higher, Nate? There is one person higher. It's Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers, uh, okay. but he's yeah. probably not in the conversation for number one. No. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah. For, as far as these top top options, definitely. You know, there there's a couple guys in that in that range for sure. But, anyways, uh, yeah, Brees Hall. I like that we all have consensus there. I don't like it because, of course, we're gonna be battling it out in the drafts where you know there's a couple I know where me and Mike I have top end picks. There's one draft. Well, Brees Hall's already gone in that one, but you know I know me and me and Nate have two uh, top six picks. So battling oh, out. For there, there's guys. plenty to choose from. For sure, for sure. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into number two. Um, Micah, go ahead and get into your number two running back. My number two running back should probably also be a consensus number two running back, and it is Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. So I, I couldn't put him above Brees, but he's not that far off. And if I'm comparing it to last class, he's not up there with Najee. But I think I like him more than ETN and Javante. So let's get into Mr. Walker. Dude, you don't just come out on the field your very first game in the Big Ten and drop like 265 yards and four touchdowns <laughs> against a you know a decent Northwestern team. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he went to Wake Forest obviously his first two years, and you know, they were not that great <laughs> um of a team, but he didn't do too bad. But he just like went to Michigan State and just picked up and Mel Tucker's team and he just he practically carried them. Like I wasn't gonna be shocked at you know halfway through the season if he was gonna end up winning the Heisman. So let's get into the things that he does really well. Just to, like as a runner with his vision, it is it's elite. Like it's he's gonna have no problems finding the hole and creating room and um being able to gain like a few yards in the NFL. Like it's not like you know. He's just going to – it's not like Trent Richardson, who was just completely blind, but Bama had holes for him, you know. Michigan State and Wake Forest, okay O-lines, not great. So, I just think his ability to re- read and burst through the hole is just amazing. But also, he has very good contact balance. He doesn't go down with the first hit. Like, he's only, what, 5'9", 210, I believe, at the combine? 211. His, his BMI is uh, more than uh, Brees Hall's. He a thick yep. boy. Yep, he's a thick boy. Um, he's got decent-sized hands, too, and that's the thing. He didn't get thrown to that much, and a lot of people want to knock that on him, but he can't help it. Jonathan Taylor didn't get thrown to that much, but when he was in high school, they threw it to him a lot. Dude, the guy knows how to catch. Um, from everything that I've seen him as a runner, there's no reason why I don't think that he can be a three-down back in the NFL. And I think that he's going to be the second running back off the board. And some team's going to get a great value in him. And I'm excited. 
And that draft where I have the first two picks, Josiah, I will more likely be going Hall and Walker and shoring up my running back spot for the next few years because I think both of these guys are the real deal. And you got to you got to snag one of them, everybody. I'm telling you. All right. I like it. Well, thank you for being straightforward. I can plan accordingly with the third pick. Uh, All right, Nate, go ahead and get into your number two. Yeah, my number two matches up with Micah's. It's Kenneth Walker, hands down. Um, He came really close to beating out Brees Hall. I'll get into why, but I'll also get into why not. But a lot of things Micah said, he's strong, compact, powerful, uh, averaged 23 touches a game in 2021, so he can handle a huge workload as a workhorse back. Um, He's a one-cut runner that uh, played in a pro-style offense, and he has, like, elite burst like absolutely elite burst his 10 yard split was a 1.49 which was the best out of all the running backs it was the same as jonathan taylor and that was one of the big things from his combine so his burst is unreal um he you know he doesn't have as much height to him so his like his stop start ability and his change of direction is fantastic uh, he can make guys miss in a phone booth um, like micah mentioned he has great balance really good contact balance uh, keeps his good uh, pad level good and low, keeps his legs turning, and always or almost always falls forward. He had 1,163 yards after contact alone mm-hmm. in 2021. That's more yards than Isaiah Spiller had in total the entire year. It's, it's unreal. Um, like you said, he has fantastic vision. He's really good at setting up blocks, hitting up cutback lanes. Um, yeah, he, he does a really good job when he goes through the hole, he stays skinny and keeps his feet above the trash. Sometimes he'll even do like this little hop to like, just kind of skip through the hole. So nobody can get at his feet. Um, and like you mentioned in high school, he had 64 receptions for over a thousand receiving yards. That's averaging more yards uh, per season than Brees Hall did in college. So I understand it's high school, but he's not a stranger to catching the ball. Um, he looks surprisingly good doing it in the drills at the combine. So yeah, he, he, he could easily end up becoming the number one running back in this class. Uh, the reason he's not is that he wasn't used as much in the receiving game in college. Um, so it might take him a little bit of while to adapt to that. And he also might not get as many third down opportunities as Brees does, at least initially, because he really needs to improve, improve in pass pro. Like that's the biggest knock on him yeah. is I saw some reps that I really did not like in that area. And honestly, that was like the last little nudge that I was like, okay, Brees gets the, gets the edge. So, um, but last thing people think he like came out of nowhere and this last year was his only good season. Yeah. You have to remember, he only played seven games in 2020 when he was at Mm -hmm. Wake Forest. He had a dominator rating of almost 31%. He had 609 yards and 13 touchdowns in seven games. So it's unreal. Uh, His speed score is like two uh, underneath Brees Hall. Uh, Brees is like 116.9. He's 114.7. Yeah, two really elite prospects. I love them both, clearly. And uh, yeah, let's see if we have consensus here. Josiah. I hate to do it to you guys. We gotta, we gotta veer off the path here. Um, Uh I'm prepared to laugh. So for me, here's uh, here's the thing. So uh, Brees Hall was the clear number one for me. It wasn't a hard decision for that, but what was a really hard decision was spots number two and three. I really do think it's a two A two B situation for me. Um, the problem with uh, my number two uh, is we don't have as much to compare him to because he did not attend the combine, but 
It is, I'm, I'm sorry, he didn't run the 40 in the combine. He was, was at the combine, but it's Isaiah Spiller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's uh, six feet, uh, 217, great size. He's only 20 years old. So, and he, and so is Brees, but if uh, he's younger than Brees, so if, when he gets drafted, he'll be the youngest uh, running back in the league. Um, and he's out of Texas A&M. Uh, so, you know, last year he had 179 attempts for just over a thousand yards, uh, only six touchdowns on the ground, uh, but 25 receptions, 189 yards and one touchdown. So not as flashy stats as some of these other guys I understand, but he was a three-year start in the SEC and he was consistently putting up thousand yard seasons. So, I mean, it's not, he didn't just come out of nowhere and just put up this media. I mean, it's not a mediocre season necessarily. It's a great season. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost 1300 yards total, but um, you know, some of these other guys, you know, I understand had a couple hundred more yards, but um, he has fantastic footwork that I just like, I love his footwork. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. He can just make a cut so quickly and change directions so quickly. Um, it's really cool to see a guy, his size do it as well as he does. There's some videos of him. Uh, I think his name's uh, like Maurice something, the footwork King out of Texas, but he works with him and there's videos up on Twitter of him working drills with him. And it's, it's awesome to see, but um, he has really, really good vision. I think he's tied uh, for Kenneth Walker with the best vision in the class. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a, he's a patient runner, uh, has real quick burst. Um, I mentioned the change of direction. He's, he's a really good pass catching weapon. He's a versatile. He's lines up in the slot sometimes uh, like that. I like, like Brees is a, is, is a good pass catcher, but he pretty much only plays out of the running back spot usually. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I like the versatility of Isaiah Spiller, and I think that can allow him to play three downs pretty quickly. Um, he never got over 200 carries, which I think part of that was the Texas A&M offense. They always had a little bit of a rotation going, but I like that from as far as like a you know wear and tear, you know. Uh, so that's why I have it as a pro uh, because you know he 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 got really close to it two seasons, but he never broke it. But I think he easily could. Um, but yeah, good contact balance. Uh, it's hard to wrap him up, hard to bring him down. Um, so um, he didn't run the 40 at the, here's the negatives. He didn't run the 40 at the combine. I don't expect him to be slow, but he definitely isn't going to run anywhere near what Breeson um, uh, and Kenneth Walker ran. Uh, I, I, I would hope it's a four five. If it's like a low four five, like I would feel great, especially for his size, you know, four, six, something like that. I might, might start to question my ranking a little bit, but he's going to run at the pro day uh, mm-hmm. coming up here soon. So, so we'll, we'll see what he's got there. Um, you know, at the offensive AM, you know, didn't ask him to run with power as much as you'd like. It's a really kind of weird offense that they run there. And they, he also had, he was pretty much the only star on his team. His quarterback was always bad. Uh, you know, there's not too many in the way of receivers. So he kind of had to carry that, um, you know, being the best player on the field on his team. And uh, played with Kellen Mond. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and he put yeah. up great stats with Kelamon, but I just mean last year specifically. But mm-hmm. but good good point. Yeah, no, he he, he was uh, definitely the offense looked a lot better uh, in his 2020 uh, tape. But uh, yeah, um, and he only had a 20 uh, 23% dominator rating, almost 24% dominator rating, which you know again I think that's largely due to the offense. They pass a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know he did have a decent target. Actually, he had almost the same target share that Brees Hall did, and both of those numbers are elite. He had just a ten percent uh, target share almost. Uh, so, um, you know I I really think the combination of his pass catching and he's still a really good in between the tackles runner. Um, you know I think he's very versatile and he's only twenty years old. 
So uh, for me, that's, uh, you know, he had a breakout age of 18 for the analytics heads out there. So uh, he just inched out uh, my number three guy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to break the consensus here, but um, I guess since y'all have already covered it, if y'all want, you know, I can go ahead and say my number three is Kenneth Walker. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's really, really close. And I do think that, you know, if it's like Kenneth Walker's drafted in this early second round and Isaiah's in the late second, like, I'm not going to care about that that much, but if it's like over a round difference, I probably will take that into account. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get into Kenneth Walker after you guys go, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I like a lot about him for sure. And, uh, I don't blame you guys for having him and having him at two, but I like that we can have a slight disagreement here. <laughs> Nate is unhappy. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. I'll go ahead and get into Spiller. Um, Your three. Yeah. Spiller's my number three. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's just like, to me, there's a very clear teardrop here as far as like, like I can go ahead and tell you Spiller is going to run a four, six. If not, it's going to be a high four five. Like I've watched enough of his film. He is not have good top end speed at all. We'll um, see. But he better hope his 10 yard split is good. Like he gets caught a bunch. If his, if his speed scores, you know, in 105, even above 100, you know, I, I won't feel too bad about it. But, yeah, definitely below 100, I'll, I'll reevaluate. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long way off from Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. I can tell you that. Uh, he I – mean, I'll just go and get into the negatives about him since I'm, I'm on the – Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just – like, he, he's good, but he's not really elite at anything as far as – as a running back or as an athlete, like I'm telling y'all his testing numbers are not going to be good. Like he was at the combine and he may not have run his 40, but he had a 30 inch vertical, which is poo poo. And then he had 114 inch broad, which is also garbage. Like I'm telling y'all, he's not a great athlete. Um, you know, he, he has good size. He needs to use that size better. He, uh, you know, he needs to run with better pad level, especially at the line of scrimmage. Um, he can use that size to more of advantage. And another big problem of his is ball security. I didn't mention it for the other two because they're great at it. Uh, so I broke it down into like how many uh, touches they had per fumble. So Kenneth Walker had one fumble for every 250 touches, which is fantastic. Uh, Brees Hall had one fumble for every 200 touches. Also very good. Isaiah Spiller had one fumble for every 77 touches. It's a massive difference that like, that's the kind of stuff that gets you yanked off the football field in the NFL. We've seen it happen a bunch of times. Uh, ask Ramondre Stevenson, ask Leonard Fournette. It will get you yanked. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's that he lacks elite balance, uh, gets tripped up a little bit too easy from like ankle tackles. Um, but all that being said, that's all just different differentiating him from the other two, because I do feel like he's a good ways off, but he is, a very good running back. He's a good prospect. There was a reason he was a four-star coming out. He's still a young guy uh, who's produced really well. Like the lowest yards per carry he's had in the SEC is 5.4, which is impressive. Um, so he's got prototype size. Uh, you know, he's he can move well for a guy of his size as far as like changing direction and stuff. That's one of the big things. Uh, he does seem to have good burst through the hole. It's definitely a lot better than his top end speed. So he gets to the hole quickly for a big guy. Um, like I said, he, he's got good start stop ability, uh, also really good as a receiver, um, you know, compared to Brees Hall, I think they're 
pretty similar in that regard. I think Brees can do more after the catch, but as you know, as far as their hands go, I think they're good. Um, and he holds up really well in pass pro. That's one thing I really liked uh, watching his Alabama 2021 tape. Uh, he can use some refinement there, but I mean, he was taking on guys like Will Anderson and holding up, you know, at a respectable level. So uh, a lot of things to like about him. Uh, one thing not to like is he was pretty much the second best running back on his team this past year. That's no bueno. Uh, Devin Arcane outplayed him in about every way. But um, but still, I like him as a prospect. Obviously, it's a really good class, and I still have him number three. So that's where Isaiah Spiller is for me. Yeah, I mean, hey, fair enough. I'll go ahead and get into Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, uh, you know, um, five nine two eleven, a little bit, a little bit um, smaller than my my top two prospects, but you know, still good size. Um, you know, most of these guys, you know, they got into a lot of the, the pros for sure. I have a lot of the same things, so I'll try not to repeat myself here. But uh, very explosive runner. Um, you know, his he, he's the only you know four. I did not see four three four on the on the on the field. Yeah. But I knew, Four three eight. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, four three eight on the field. I, I that that surprised me, but at the same time, like he ran it, and you know, compared to the, all the other guys, you know, we know that that's what he ran at that combine. So you know, I was very impressed by that. It did uh, cause me to consider bumping him up, especially because I didn't have Isaiah's to compare to. Um, he uh, averaged ninety seven yards after contact per game. That's awesome um and uh, he had a 50 percent dominator so i mean like definitely just just absolutely controlled the offense this year analytically like i think he's probably the best runner in this class like mm -hmm. um you know but uh, and, and i totally acknowledge that like just watching him as a running back i think he's gonna be you know a starting running back very quickly um you know he has he, he has long speed and he doesn't run out of gas at the end like i kind of mentioned for for Brees, so that is you know, one, one thing I'll give him over Brees. Um, here's what I don't like about him. Uh, you know, uh, they, uh, you know, mentioned the pass pro was a problem and like, it's th that, that's the kind of stuff when you aren't like a great pass catcher, which you mentioned his high school stats, that that's, 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 that's a good, a good thing for me to consider. Uh, you know, I didn't realize that he had a thousand yards in a season. And so, you know, but high school is very different than the NFL. We'll see, but you know, it does make me think maybe he can, develop in that regard but uh you know i just feel like he's gonna be a first and second down back at least starting out whereas i think you know spiller just has a little bit higher chance of being able to uh, to be that three down guy but i still think kenneth walker completely has the ability to do it i just think it's slightly smaller odds i would say um you know uh he i didn't like his tape at wake, wake forest i don't know if it was scheme or what but like he would completely stop behind the line like he would completely like feet stop moving. And then he would move, like, he was very hesitant, very, and he's still a patient runner and it looked a lot better at Michigan state, but I just like, I didn't like why, if I was watching the, the, the wake forest film only, I wouldn't be very high on him. I feel like, and he did put up a great stats in that seven game season. I understand Nate, but it was just like, it, it was like, he was trying, I don't know. Just, I've never seen that much hesitation uh, in, in a guy that I'm supposed to be considered like uh, considering elite, but he clearly fixed it. I didn't see it nearly as much. And uh, you know, someone been, who loves Brees Hall, that's an interesting weakness to be pointing out. Well, I, I, if you watch his wake for, I mean, dude, he would, his feet would completely stop behind the line. Like it wasn't like a, there was no. Yeah. Like, it was a completely different, like option style offense. Right. When he was yeah, in a pro style. It was one cut downhill. Cause exactly. that's what he was told to and do. I think that's exactly what he, he needs to get drafted into a pro style offense like that. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, 
uh, you know, yeah, the, he has, <laughs> but you know, a guy like, uh, you know, the, the 49ers, like they run this zone block running scheme and, 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 you know, some, some RPO stuff, that's the kind of stuff I think he's going to be offense specific. So, um, of course that kind of team is going to be looking to draft him. I do think he's probably going to get slightly higher uh, draft capital than Isaiah Spiller. Um, so, you know, um, these are all three of these backs. I mean, like they could easily go, you know, one, two, and three in, in drafts, in my opinion, if, if that's how, um, you know, it played, it played out, but, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a good class. And I think just like last year, there's three at the top for me. And then, uh, you know, there's kind of a tier tier break after that, but all three of these guys, I'm super excited to snag as many shares of as I can. Micah. All right. So, I have Isaiah Spiller at three, and I completely agree with what you just said about the top three kind of being, you know, the consensus top three and them being the best and the ones you want to go after. I do think, though, that I'd rather take Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker over, you know, these wide receivers, and I might would take a couple of them before I would take Isaiah Spiller. But if you need a running back, I don't mind it because Isaiah Spiller does look really good, like, when he's on. Like, when he is making his cuts and he's bursting through the hole, when he, he's got great fucking strength because, what, he's six feet, 217. Like, I've seen him not go down. And like you said, him being physical with Will Anderson and these guys at, like, Alabama. And every single time that he comes out, every single year, what, you said not below five yards per carry. When you're doing that in the SEC at a Texas A&M team that's honestly underperformed and not been that great, like, it's going to catch my eye and know that you can do things at the NFL level. I really like that he's young and that he's going to be the youngest running back in the league whenever he gets in. And that's really a plus because then that means he can work on the things he does need to work on, which are his fumbling issues and his pass blocking are the two main things. And I get it, Nathan. That's why you're definitely lower on him because those are things that can get you taken out of the game. Mm -hmm. But I think that he could be like a very efficient, you know, number one and have like a number two that plays more third down work and that he can do third down work in the league. But I, I don't see him as – he can be a three-down back. I'm not as confident in him being a three-down back as I am the first two, and that's kind of why I have them broken apart. And, and I do have some concerns about if he can get better with that fumbling issue because his hands were 8.63. Yeah, I was – They're tiny. Yep. Yeah. No, and, that, and that's probably definitely one of the reasons why he's had the fumbling mm. issues, but he's young. He still has time to learn. And that's the thing. He's, I mean, what I think Braylon Island's more extreme about him being 17 as a freshman in the big 10, yeah. but, but Isaiah Speller was a highly tired recruit and just came in and he performed. So I think that if he can work on his fumbling and pass protection issues and that he can, he can work on catching the ball more. I think he's a fine route runner, but I think it's just his hands and him being able to catch balls in traffic is what I think is going to separate him from being like a guy who can be a third down back and, or can't be. But I do think that he'll run under a four five five as pro day. Like I completely understand that um, he, he didn't perform well in other aspects, but I still think that he's just in a, I won't say elite runner, but he's pretty damn close to it. So I like Isaiah Spiller. He's a little bit closer to Kenneth Walker, Walker for me than you, Nathan. But I do think there is a bit of a tear break between them. Hey, fair enough. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the draft. But, but, but Isaiah Spiller can completely hit his ceiling and work on things and be like a very dominant force. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I, I guess the I guess the way I the hand side. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, I guess the way I see it is like if Spiller reaches his ceiling, I think he can be very good. If mm-hmm. Walker reaches his ceiling, he can be like a top five fantasy. Way player. beyond level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess I guess I see them as equal chance. Uh, I don't know if I see anybody but Brees being a top five guy, but – uh, but that's it's possible if they land in the right situation. I mean, it's 100% possible. So, so that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I, Isaiah Spiller was my number two when 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 the 40 time came out for Walker. I didn't want that to be the only because I was so solidly set that uh, I liked I liked Isaiah Spiller's film and everything else before that. So I I, I didn't Big let the I didn't let the speed score uh, you know make the difference. Even though we haven't gotten Spiller's yet, I expected to be lower, but. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong in that regard, but, you know, um, right now that's how I have them. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into number four. I'll start this one out. This was really tough for me. From here, it got really hard. Uh, it got really, really hard for me. Uh, and, uh, well, uh, Rashad White is my number four. Um, I... He's six feet to 14. Um, he's 23 and I have an exclamation point beside that. So we'll get into that later. Uh, but, uh, and he's out of Arizona state. Um, so last year he had 182 carries for exactly a thousand yards, which is a 5.5 carry clip, which is fine in the pack 10. I'd like to be a little bit higher, but that's okay. 15 touchdowns, uh, 43 receptions, 456 yards and one touchdown. So absolutely prolific pass catching uh, production there. Uh, He has great acceleration, has ability to plant his foot and go North and South very quickly. Um, You know, he played a lot of snaps, uh, you know, not as a traditional running back behind the quarterback, but, you know, beside the quarterback um, in shotgun. And, uh, you know, he, he's really good um, out of that formation, uh, both in pass catching and running uh, really good at those, zone run slant uh, and uh yeah he's runs with elusive moves he's really flashy he does jump cuts uh, i think he had three or four successful hurdles last year like uh he does a lot of fun moves he looks like you know it's like playing madden sometimes out there it was it was a fun watch for me um one of the best if not the best pass catching backs in this class i'd say i think there's a couple uh that that uh, beat him just in the pass blocking uh, thing, which I think is something he needs to work on. But as far as the pass catcher and yards after catch, those are both really great. Um, he had a 20.9% reception share. So that's just, that's bonkers high for a running back. That's he was getting a fifth of his team's receptions. That's just really, really, really high. Uh, that might be also a slant on his quarterback, uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, and he had a 34% touchdown uh, share. So uh, you know, a third of the touchdowns were going to him. So um, he's, I'll go ahead and get into the negatives here. He's 23 years old, 23 years old, which is older than I'm really comfortable with drafting most rookies. Like, I really don't like that. Like running backs over like 27 scare me. So I just, if you're shaving, if you're telling me some guys are 21 or 20 versus a 23 year old guy, that really matters. Um, so I don't like it, but I'm willing to stomach it for this guy. Um he struggles in pass protection, as I mentioned. Um, I don't think he really has breakaway speed. At least I didn't see it on film. He ran a four four eight, which was surprising to me. But um, you know, I don't think he's as fast as some other guys um, that I have ranked below him. But um, you know, he he does a lot with his speed, and he's very uh, has great agility. Um, uh, it doesn't have great contact balance. I saw some arm tackles bringing him down, uh, a good bit. I mean, he's, he's a good, powerful runner at times, but I did see some tackles that 
I would have liked to see him power through or not, not go down on. And he runs upright. He really does run too upright in my opinion. Um, and uh, tries to do too much at times. And that's the kind of things that can lead to concussions, injuries uh, in the NFL. So, uh, but as far as he doesn't have an injury history, so I can't really knock him for that. It's just, I uh, would like to see him uh, get a little bit lower and uh, yeah, but uh, Rashad white uh, is my number four, just barely inching out my number five, who I'll get into later. Micah, you can take it from here. Boom. All right. Well, I have white at number four. But it is Zamir White and not Rashad White. And it was fucking close. (laughs) Nah, dude. Like, um, like I'll go ahead and before I get into Zamir and say that he's four and Rashad is five for me. And dude, God, they remind me of each other so much. (laughs) So here's the thing with Zeus. He is just an extremely powerful runner, and he showcased very well this past year about him staying on his feet even when he's going down. He exhibited it in the National Championship. He exhibited it in the Clemson game. Like, he was running, and I'm just watching him, and I'm just getting flashbacks to last year seeing Javante and not really being sure if Javante's game can translate to the NFL. And I think it has, and I think Zeus is going to do the same exact thing. But there's a reason why this guy got the nickname Zeus, and he was a high-ranking, you know, five-star running back coming out of high school. Like, he was supposed to be the man. Tears his ACL twice, takes him a little bit to get back on his feet. Same thing happened to Nick Chubb. I think he's starting to get there, and there's a chance that his rookie year or his second year that he's at 100%, and he's able to showcase, you know, his abilities and hit his full ceiling. And I think that's why I have him above Rashad. I think Rashad has a safer floor. But I just think that what Zeus can do um, is insane because they had very similar 40 times, I believe. I, I, I forgot to have them, like, next to each other. But uh, it was 4-4-0 and 4-4-8 in Rashad. Rashad ran 4-4-8. Zeus ran a 4-4-0. Yeah, because he's going to have more breakaway runs, and that's what I love about him. And also, dude, I mean, he's Amir White. You ever met the guy? This guy is completely fucking hungry, and he, he is going to go out there. And I think fuck shit up in the league. We've had Chubb. We've had Gurley. I think Zeus is the next in line, and we got some others coming in. But, no, I think that he's going to excel at the level. And I think Javante – I don't think that I would have Zeus this high, but I think after seeing what Javante does, I think he can do it because – I mean, we did throw it to him, and he's done okay whenever we've thrown it to him, but we know we're using other backs instead. So he's really need to work on that. But from what I you know, have seen from the minimal times that we have thrown to Zeus, that he can catch. So works on that. I think Zeus can be a great running back in the league. He's my number four. Everyone go get Zamir. I love it, man. I love it. I love that you did that. Uh, well, let's see who Nate, if one of, maybe it's not one of our two guys, but let's see. I, 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 I do have a white at number four. Okay. It is Zeus. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what this, I'm talking about, Nathan. This uh, is not just bulldog bias. This comes down to upside. His athleticism is off the charts. It's, uh, I mean, he's not even back to hundred percent yet. And him having a speed score of 114, running a 4'4 at 214 pounds, uh, six feet, I mean, 128-inch broad jump, which was the best in the class. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he tested extremely well. One thing I loved about him is, like, Rashad White, I was actually going to say one of his weaknesses is his burst, and, like, that matches up to his combine. Like, if you look at his uh, 
his 10 yard split, it was 1.59, uh, which was pretty uh, below average. If you look at Zeus's, it was 1.50, almost the same as Kenneth Walker. It was like second best in class. So his burst is elite. His athleticism is elite. Um, he's, he's had one ACL tear in each knee. So hopefully, uh, it's all behind him now. And they're, they're just robotic knees at this point. And, uh, you know, he, he's had two years of really solid production. So hopefully it's all behind him. Um, his power is incredible. Like his power and contact balance. You can watch him just bully guys over, uh, he can run into people head on and knock them over and keep going. There's not a lot of guys in this class that have that level of power. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he does, he runs with fantastic pad level best in this class at lowering his pad level, turning his legs through contact fighting for extra yards. He's, he never gives up. Um, he also has an incredible jump cut. Like he uses it to get into space where guys do not think, uh, running back his size can get to, but his jump cut is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, his upside's amazing. Uh, honestly, he's pretty close to Spiller for me. I mean, they're in the same yeah. they're in the same category, um, and I think his upside would exceed Spiller's if he reaches it. So um, yeah, obviously the knocks on him would be the injuries. Everyone knows that at that point mm-hmm. or at this point, um, he has had a little bit of stiffness since then, but that's obviously working its way out if you watch his film and uh, you know what he's able to do. Um, lack of work in the receiving game is obviously another big knock on him, but he he does appear that he can learn in that role. Like he looked pretty well at the combine running drills and stuff, but he it, it's something that he will need to work on. Like he doesn't have natural hands at this point. Uh, you can tell if you watch the Florida game. So um, I would like to see him use the stiff arm more. Like he, you know, he needs to do a little bit better job of keeping guys off of his body. He always just wants to put his shoulder and hurt people but he could probably get a little more yardage if he uh, puts that arm out and keeps him off his, uh, off his torso. So yeah, love a lot of things about this guy. Um, he, he tests really well. His production's good. And uh, he was part of like, the other thing people need to know when watching or when looking at his stats is like, he didn't get the easy carries this year mm-hmm. or even the year before, like he's part of an elite team that was blowing teams out, especially the lower tier teams by like before the second half would even start at times. So he would get pulled. They would give Kenny, people like Kenny McIntosh, Dewan Edwards, those kind of guys carries. So he, the yards he got, they were the tough ones and he did a great job of it. So Zeus, Zamir White, he comes in at number four for me. All right. I love it guys. Yeah. Well, he's my number five and it was inches close uh, with, with uh, Rashad White. So I got two whites at four and five, but uh I don't like being the low guy on him, um, but, uh, you know, I like that you guys went ahead and put him above. Um, He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. There's only one other five-star prospect, but I guess if we're comparing those, it's Jerry and Ely, who is not in my top 12. So, um, you know, you know, maybe you can't always trust the stars and the prospects, but it's still, you know, has a high hit rate, certainly. Um, so, you know, that if that means anything to you, it's it, but yeah, his, his power is no joke. He has more power than definitely any running back we've covered thus far. Um, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moves the pile in the sec. Like that's, that's a big deal. Um, so, uh, he, he keeps his feet moving at all time. I mentioned Kenneth Walker kind of stopping behind the line. Sometimes there's none of that with, with Zamir. Um, he finishes every play, um, always kind of tries to drive forward and get the extra yardage. Um, he has great vision and patience. Um, he averaged five yards for all or, or, or above five yards for all three years that, that, um, you know, he had a major role. So, 
you know, a lot of things to like. Um, catches the ball, and he's good after the catch, but I do uh, agree with Nate that he's kind of awkward. He's not a natural pass catcher. So uh, that kind of leads well into uh, my negatives. Um, you know, I don't think he's – I think Rashad White – again, look uh, – the, the pass catching a it's more it's more valuable per catch in fantasy obviously and then b it's easier for running backs to get more snaps if they can stay on the field in all situations so i have to take that into account i, I don't know if samir is going to get a three down role especially you know this first year or two um i definitely think his ceiling can be a three down back absolutely i uh, don't don't disagree with that but the acl tears you know i do think it's going to affect his draft capital i think there's going to be certain teams that are scared off of him and uh, so, you know, it could it could cause a round difference or two, like maybe fourth, fifth round uh, for him. I don't ex- expect that or want that, but I do. I, that's a concern for me. Uh, he never had prolific stats, never got over a thousand carries. Nate kind of mentioned why it's like it's at, at, at the University of Georgia. We have like four, four, four mm-hmm. to five star prospects at all times. And Kirby, even part of his recruit recruitment pitch is, hey, we're going to like have you like saved up for the NFL. We're not going to work you like a workhorse. Like you're going to be fresh for the NFL when you get there. And, you know, guys like Swift benefited from that in a, in a two back system. Um, and so they do, you know, they do it everywhere. Running back receiver D line, especially linebacker. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. do it all up and down the roster. We deep as fuck baby. So yeah, that's part of the, <laughs> that's part of the, 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 the thing about his stats, but compared to some of these other guys, you know, putting up thousand yard plus seasons for multiple years, I do have to take that into account. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of that had to do – he probably would have had 1,000-yard seasons, I'm sure, if he wouldn't have had those injuries. So it's not that I don't think he's capable. It's just it didn't, never happened. So, um, you know, um, he didn't get the opportunity to really have a pass-catching role because James Cook was there, at least this past season. And James Cook was definitely much better in that situation. But uh, when he did, just like Micah said, he, he did okay with it. So I do have hope uh, for his third down role. But I love that you guys had him at four. I was really flirting with putting him there. I always feel like I'm being UGA biased, but you guys can – Take the glory if it ends up being so. Um, but uh, glory, yeah, definitely old Georgia. And listen, after after what he did at the combine, he ain't dropping below the third round. And yeah. listen, people, if any analyst out there has James Cook above Zamir White, which I've seen in multiple places, that's Stop. just bad. That's just bad. It's we've like seen I'll, every touch. We've seen. Don't get me wrong. Touch. We'll get into James Cook later, and I, I love him too. But it's just not even a not even close for me. Um, so. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, Zamir White is my number five. Nate, who do you got at number five? Ooh, my number five. And I think something that's good to remember when evaluating all of these guys is they may be good at, like, all three downs, but are they going to be better than every running back on their roster at all three phases? Antonio Gibson is very good in all three phases. Is he a better pass catcher than J.D. McKissick? No, he ain't. So he loses out there. So that's the one thing like Zeus, I know is probably going to beat out anyone he's on the roster with or almost anyone for first yeah. and second down duties. Uh, it's the same thing with Walker. So um, that's one way I approach it. Another guy that I think uh, that is definitely proven in all three downs, but is at least going to get a quick work on first and second down. And he is my number five, Brian Robinson Jr. out of Alabama. This guy is getting slept on. Hopefully the combine did a little bit to uh, raise his stock a little bit, but 
Um, a guy his size, six foot two, two twenty five, running a, a four five three. You know, it was it was a quick track, but still, I mean, his speed score is a one oh seven, which is very good. Um, yeah, he he checks off a lot of the boxes for me as far as the three down workhorse go. I mean, we talk about power and he's right there with Zeus. He's Zeus is more like a Ferrari in his power in that he's more explosive. <laughs> he's got more burst. Um, Brian Robinson is like an F three fifty truck. Like he's a little slow to get going, but once he gets going, you're in trouble. Um, I watched him on one play in the national championship game, break tackles consecutively on one run from Jalen Carter Quay Walker, Lewis Seen, and Keely Ringo. Every one of those dudes is going to be starting on NFL teams. He is he is so hard to bring down. Guys just fall off him because he's so big. Um, he obviously has the frame to ha- handle a heavy workload. He did this year. Um, uh, you know, I talked about with the speed sport, he's got uh, good speed for his size. His burst, like I said, it takes him a little bit to get going, but once he gets chugging, he's he, he's slippery. Um, and that's another thing. He's he's sneaky, elusive. Like he does not let you get a clean hit on him a lot. And if he does, he's normally prepped for it. He's got his shoulder down and he's ready to plow you over. Like he's excellent in goal line situations for that. He's got good vision. He makes quick reads. Um, and sneaky great hands. I mean, he had 32 receptions in 2021, and uh, he had the same yards per reception as Brees Hall and better than Isaiah Spiller. So um, really underrated in that regard for me. Um, fantastic in pass pro. I mean, he was constantly taking on Quay Walker and Kobe Dean in the national championship game, and he handled them well pretty much every time. Um, he straight up stonewalled Walker on one occasion. So he, he, he does not have to get taken off the field at all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the knocks on him would obviously be he's a little bit older. It's kind of the Najee Harris thing where he's, he's 23 years old, um, almost to the day. His birthday is uh, March 22nd. So, um, but the other thing is he hasn't had a ton of touches because he played behind so much talent at Alabama. So he has 597 total touches. You know, you talk about Brees Hall, who has 800. So, um, you know, it's a lot more work on your body. So. There's that. He's not a crazy elite athlete, at least not like Walker or Brees are. Um, and he's not going to break off a ton of, you know, 20 plus yard runs, uh, but he is going to get you a bunch of 10 plus yard runs. So, and he'll get you a bunch of goal line work. So, uh, man, lo- love a lot of things about this guy. He's too low for a lot of people, but he comes in at number five for me, Brian Robinson. I like it. I like it. Micah, who you got at number five? Well, I said earlier it was Rashad White. And mm-hmm. he kind of, and he really just reminds me of like a less polished Zeus and like a less athletic. Like he's just a hair, like not at the point where Zeus is. Like we said about his forty time, he like Zeus is breaking him out. Like on a speed store, he's breaking him out. But dude, Rashad's got a lot of things that I like. I love that he almost has ten inch hands. He's got these big old mittens <laughs> when they mm-hmm. throw him the ball. So um they need he's probably gonna have to do that more in the nfl so he didn't get do it as much at arizona state as we like and also it sucked that he only got two seasons there um Mm -hmm. playing the rest in juco so but he i mean he came out on the field this last year and and what he put up over a thousand yards like he looked pretty damn good and i'm getting a lot of trey sermon vibes from him just a guy that like just kind of came out of nowhere Uh, not not okay all right Maybe the choice. Okay, hear hear me out on what I'm saying. Okay, a guy. Your that, R-back okay, so if Trey no, Sermon was good, go. No, 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 okay. Let me 
explain. Trey Sermon is an extreme example of what I'm trying to say. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. All right. Both of them came up and they had like one really good season. And when I watch their tape, there's a lot of things I really, really like. And there's a lot of things I really, really don't like. In this case, there's a, I saw more things I didn't like with Trey Sermon than I do with Rashad White. But there's just sometimes he just runs straight into the pile, right into the line. I'm just like, Rashad, what you doing, bro? Or sometimes where he needs to lower his shoulder and go down, but he tries to be elusive. But I think there's plenty of things that he can work on. I just don't think that he's as polished of a runner as I'd like him to be. And the fact that he's going into being 23 years old and he's only played a couple years um, in D1 football, especially one of them being the COVID year, you know, there is a lot of questions. But when I've seen him when he's on and he's doing so good, I really like what I see like from Rashad. You know, there is a chance that he beats out Zamir and ends up being the third or fourth running back in this class. But from what I've seen, I think that he's a decent player. He's got some ups. He's got some downs. But I think the main thing is that if he's going to fall to you the mid-second, you're getting a really good steal with him. So I, I can't wait to see his draft capital. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we got we got the same there, just flipped with our whites at four and five. Yeah. Um, well, Nate, who do you got at number six? Number six, I have the other white. Rashad White comes in here. Uh, it was pretty close between him and Brian Robinson, but Robinson just uh, looked better on film to me and uh, did a little bit better in some areas of the combine. So, um, but I mean, Rashad White was close. He's a good size back at six foot two fourteen. These guys have been over, you know, he's got really good hands. Um, he's definitely had more than just one good year. I will say in uh, 2020, he only played in four games, but he That's averaged true, 10, 10 yards per carry. And in four games, he had 571 total yards and six touchdowns. So his dominator rating that year was uh, 30%. So, um, you know, he, he's produced on, on multiple occasions and he looks really good doing it. Um, I actually think he has excellent contact balance. His power isn't excellent, but his contact balance is. Uh, he's very slippery. He does not let people get a clean shot on him. Uh, he reminds me a lot of the way he runs of like, Alvin Kamara and that he just like will constantly make little movements to make sure you don't get a good clean hit. One thing he does is if like somebody's coming to hit him from the side, he'll like do this little hop in the air. And so when they hit him, he's not put off balance. He just like moves to the side in the air and then he plants his feet back down and then he just keeps going. So uh, I love seeing stuff like that about him. Uh, he's really good with the ball in his hands. Um, very good lateral agility for somebody his size. So uh, that's great. Uh, fantastic ball security. I'm sure his big mitts has something to do with that, but uh, he only had uh, one fumble every 275 touches, which means he had one fumble his entire two years at Arizona State. So fantastic job there. Um, uh, weaknesses, y'all have been over a lot of it. I wish he had better burst. I mentioned that already. Um, he, he's more slippery than powerful. Uh, he will consistently fall forward, but he doesn't have the power to like mm – -hmm keep moving the pile and there are some times where he'll get pushed back or to the side um so he prefers to cut around a defender as to get more to go through them so um, that was another thing brian robinson went ahead of him is because robinson can cut around you or he can just run you the fuck over so um you know he edged rashad out there but uh yeah still a great prospect uh, i'd like to see him do a little bit more churning his feet that would go into the whole power uh push in the pile thing but um but yeah still really good and comes in at number six for me 
All right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy so far. I think uh, it looks like we've got a lot of the same guys and maybe slightly different order, but for me, number six is Brian Robinson. I totally agree. It was, uh, it was really close between Robinson and both of the whites for me, honestly. Um, They're just different styles of backs. And I think Robinson is the, you know, the best power back out of this group for sure. Um, And you know, his past, you mentioned his past catching isn't anything to sniff at. I mean, he had uh, 32 receptions and he had an 8% target share in an offense that has two likely top, top two round receivers, you know, mm-hmm. on it. So um, that's, that's a high number when you consider that. Um, but he has very active feet, uh, s- small choppy steps uh, before, you know, accelerating through a hole. Um, you know, uh, he routinely falls forward and gains extra yards and moves piles. Just, I mean, as you expect a running back to do uh, a power back to do, um, he seeks out contact and he punishes defenders. It's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to see that. I mean, he can uh, avoid, I mean, he, he does have some elusiveness. I agree, Nate. It's not like he always does that, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple times of games where you can tell he's looking to hit someone. Um, and, uh, you know, he has great speed for his size with the one one oh score, uh, one Oh six speed score. I mean, he's 225 pounds. So it's just like, that's a, that's a lot of weight coming at a very fast speed, you know, four or five and me and Nate actually had a little bet and I still feel like I was cheated because of the damn field, but <laughs> we had a bet about whether he'd run a, a four or five, five. Uh, I did not think he would run a four or five, five. And of course he, what was it like a four or five, three, like right yep, under that yep. threshold. So, yep. so officially you set the under uh, over under very well yeah when it first happened it was above the four five five and i was like ha ah, fuck you nate <laughs> yeah yeah you said that too early. <laughs> but uh no you got me on the official time there but uh some of his negatives um he does run upright too often i think part of that is when he's seeking contact he's like looking up for looking for somebody to hit um, mm-hmm. but it kind of comes across like it'd just be better to you know stay low lower his head when the defender comes um you know uh they uh, doesn't really have long speed. I mean, uh, but once he gets going, it's good, but defenders routinely catch him on big chunk plays. Um, I think his longest run of his career was 37 yards, which is good, but you know, there's guys uh, that I'll get into later that, you know, broke off multiple 70 yard touchdowns. And I just don't think he's ever going to be that guy at all, but Nate kind of talked about, yeah, he's good for a lot of 10 yard runs and that sort of thing. Um, he didn't get much play until last year. Nate mentioned all the guys. Uh, so his breakout age is very high. If that's something that matters to you and uh, his yards, uh, his uh, yards per carry is lower than anybody we've covered. I've covered so far. Um, it's that 5.0, which isn't bad, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, um, there's other guys uh, that did better with that in the sec, including Zamir white. Um, so yeah, I do think that um there are better backs in this class, but I think he has a really safe floor. I think he's going to be a big time goal line threat probably right away. And uh, I definitely think, you know, he has the upside. He did catch the ball and do well with it. So he has the upside to kind of earn the third down role. There's a point in this draft class where I think that ability kind of drops off, but you know, I still think he's in that group of guys that can develop into a third down role potentially if they reach their upside. So I'm very high on Brian Robinson as well. Um, and I think him four five and six are all pretty interchangeable to me and very well could, you know, be flipped by draft capital, that draft capital very easily. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Brian Robinson, number six. Uh, well, who you got there, Micah? Oh, this is the one that I look forward to. Uh-oh. I got Kyron Williams at number six. Oh, 
I do not give a fuck about the combine. What I see, what I see on film with him, I just refuse to believe that that shit's not about to happen in the league. Like, I feel like at worst he's going to be as good as Clyde Edwards Alaire. Like, I feel like that could be his floor, and I think he's going to be better than Clyde. So let me get into it. All right, this man's going to get so. This guy's going to have so much third down work because he's an incredible pass ball. Dude, he's so yeah. fucking good. And it's a lot of things we said last year were Gainwell. And I still think Gainwell's going to do good. And we had him a little bit higher than we should. But I just Dalton, think that – I had him perfectly yeah, pissed. Yeah, you, you had him right. And I think missing the year of COVID definitely and get drafted by the Eagles played it. Anywho, I don't have to go into that. But, no, nah, dude, Kyron's such an incredible pass blocker. And, like, I get he ran slow at the 40, but he's breaking off huge runs in college. And eh, I can't remember the game. I think it was, like, New Mexico State or something where he broke off a run. And he just did, like, a little stutter step, kind of like Kenny Pickett's fake slide, but it was a little juke, and he just drove right past the guy. And, obviously, like, the 90-yard touchdown against North Carolina. Like, I've seen him make big plays. And he's also very good at catching the ball. He caught the ball, I think, 35 catches his um, sophomore year and then 42 this past one. So he's picking up double-digit numbers, like over 1,000 yards rushing. He's putting up this production all at Notre Dame. But it's just the eye test. I see him there's so many times, like um, there's one goal line carry where he's about to like bust into the line, and then he just gets up, knocks down, but he stays on his feet and he goes in. So, I, I dude, I really, really fucking like Kyron. But he is a little bit small, and there is the worries that he might be too small to be a three-down back, and I definitely hear those concerns. But I think at worst, like I said, you're getting um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, possibly a James White if he goes to the white right situations, So, or even Michael Carter. Like, I like him more than Michael Carter this past year. So, um, no, and I, 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 I get it. He may not be able to break off those runs like he did in college. But I still think he's shifty enough because he's not as he's not explosive. He's definitely more shifty, and it's just the same things with Clyde. But I just think he's a much smarter with the game. He's a better pass catcher, and I think with how good of a blocker he is, he's definitely going to see more third down work. And I just see him carving a good role in the NFL. And so, Kyron, he's my number six running back, and it was tough, but I had to put it there. Micah, you're injecting hope into my veins. So much confirmation <laughs> bias is getting soaked up by Josiah. <laughs> no, you, well, you'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him where I have him ranked. But I'm proud. I had, a, yeah, definitely, he fell very deep for me. But we'll get, I will get into him later. But uh, you know, it's good to hear that you didn't jump off the train as hard as I did, uh, Micah. So, uh, so yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, well, I think we're on number seven, Nate. Yes. If you want to start us out with that. Oh, sure, I can. Uh, it's definitely not that guy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I can get into him if y'all want, because he's not in my top 12. I figured he wouldn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I figured he wouldn't be too, but uh, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, he's just like, he's going to get drafted. Like, it's not just his combine thing. It's like his combine is going to cause him to get drafted really low and like, Kenny Gainwell was over 200 pounds and could run a 4-4. He ran a 4-6-5 on a fast track. If you adjust it by that 0.06, he ran a 4-7-1. And <laughs> he had the slowest 10-yard split of any running back. Any running back. He had the said slowest... the same shit about DK. No, DK ran a 4-2. like two. What are you talking about? I'm talking <laughs> about his three-cone. They shit on him for the three-cone. I'm not They're talking about Kyron's three-cone. I'm talking about his speed score and his 10-yard split and his 
Like he's 194 pounds. He should be way faster, at least way quicker Just getting way. up to speed. He His vertical was 32. His broad was 116. Like he sucked across the board. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's not – He's not getting drafted by me, um, so that's you're gonna have him. Uh, I I will pick a guy that uh, does have the potential to be uh, very fantasy relevant and a three down workhorse. And so number seven for me is Keontae Ingram out of USC. Oh, I like it, man. I did not expect this guy to be up this high, but whoo, his film is fantastic. He's also fantastic size. He's six foot two twenty one. Uh, he ran a 4.53, so he has a speed score of 105, so above average there. A 10-yard split, 1.55, that's better than White and Brian Robinson. Uh, about a 35-inch vertical, good, 122 broad. I mean, he, he checked all the boxes there. He's got the perfect frame. He can go through defenders or around them because uh, he doesn't run like he weighs 220. I mean, he has excellent start-stop ability and great agility overall. Uh, consistently makes the first man miss. I mean, almost every time uh, he, he can pull out every move in the book to do it. Juke, spin, dead leg, use power, run around him. Uh, he's got it all. Like I said, he's he's got more wiggle than you'd expect. He's got very natural hands. Um, when he catches the ball, he quickly like brings it in, secures it, tucks it, and he's gone. So it, it doesn't take him long to go from being a receiver to a runner. And I love that. So uh, has great burst to get through the hole before it closes. He does a great job getting skinny, picking up his feet, uh, keeping his knees high. Um, he had great ball security as well. He only fumbled four times in college, so once every 146 touches. So good there. Um, fights for every inch. I mean, there was a, a run in the Arizona game where he could have gone out of bounds, and he cuts up inside and gets like five, ten more yards. So um I mean, honestly, I couldn't find a whole lot of weaknesses for this guy. Um, I mean, he had to transfer to USC. He was at Texas for three years. Uh, he got beat out by Bijan Robinson in 2020, which who wouldn't? Uh, but before yeah. that, he was great for Texas. He performed very well for them. I saw, he was, um, I think he broke their record, their uh, freshman record for rushing yardage. His second year, he averaged 5.9 yards per carry at almost 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, this past year at USC, he had almost 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, I mean, uh, as far as weaknesses go, he runs a tad top-heavy. I would like him to keep his weight a bit lower. And he seems to suffer from a little bit of, like, the Dalvin Cook experience where he gets, like, nicked up. He doesn't seem to have any major injuries in his history, but he had a preseason knee injury that slowed his start in 2019, a preseason hamstring in 2020. Um, that slowed him down a lot. And he also missed the final four games with an ankle sprain. So 2020 was his worst year. Um, and then he had a rib injury in 2021 and, the, and also a sprained ankle at one point uh, that he played through. So um, he plays through a lot of it, but he does get nicked up from time to time. But loved his film, loved his testing numbers. Uh, Keontae Ingram, the very underrated running back, number seven for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'll go ahead and say he fell just outside. He's number 13 for me. But, uh, yeah, he's not not in my top 12. So you, you got Kyron outside of your top 12. I got uh, him. But yeah, definitely the injury concerns uh, were, were a thing for me. You know, I didn't see a lot of long speed from him, but I do agree that his his uh, his tape was, was very fun to watch. Uh, it was really, really hard from six to literally 15. I'm not even kidding. Like I agonized over these guys. So we're going to have some different rankings coming up here, but uh, I'm excited to, to, to see who, who ends up on top at the end. 
Uh, and, you know, we don't find that out until usually multiple years later. But sometimes with running backs, you can tell sooner than later, at least if they're going to have a, a role where they can get on the field. But uh, for my number seven, it's going to be Mr. Damian Pierce. And it's really hard for me to rank a Florida player quite this high. <laughs> but, um, I mean, look the thing that stands out to me is this man is built, you know, a Mario, those big like cinder blocks that fall on you. He's built like one of those cinder block men, like kind of built like Mario. He's just a thick, short. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess so. I feel like maybe quick feet moving dude more intimidating than Mario, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, fair enough. He's on the run. Uh, Definitely. um, He's uh, a really good runner, uh, good vision, uh, breaks tackles frequently. He's hard to bring down. Uh, he's a fantastic pop, pl- pass blocker. Like I said, he's built like a little block, and it's really hard for defenders to get around him. Um, he's among the best in the class in that regard, I think. Uh, you know, he only had 19 receptions, so he didn't really have a big role. And, you know, he only had 100 uh, attempts last year for 500 and uh 74 yards but he had 13 touchdowns so his goal line uh efficiency was Mm -hmm. massive uh so uh i mean that's almost uh you know a touchdown every eight plays uh so i mean that's awesome uh but you know clearly he wasn't the only running back being used and he was in a committee so i think that definitely repressed his numbers um you know, he has great contact balance he has a low center of gravity he runs really low i like to see that he's uh, not the shortest guy in the class, but he's 5'10". So, you know, he's, he already kind of has that lower height, but he's 5'10 and 218. So literally when yeah. I like, he's more, he weighs the same amount as Brees Hall and he's, you know, two inches shorter. Like it's, it's, uh, it's or three inches shorter, I think. So um, it's, uh, it's, he's really, really stout, man. And it's not like, it's not flabby. It's, 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 he's, he's built very well and he's, you know, runs relatively fast. I mean, there, there's definitely faster guys in the class, um, but um, uh, he has a speed core speed score of 98. So, you know, it's, it's perfectly fine. I'm not, not scared off by that. It's not as low as uh, you know, some of the guys I'm have in my later rankings and that Micah may have already mentioned, but, uh, but yeah, so the things I don't like about Damian Pierce is uh, his speed is okay, but you know, compared to the rest, it's not that great. Um, he doesn't have a great change of direction. He kind of has to get going and, you know, stay, stay there and uh, either, you know, run into you or he's not super elusive. Um, he doesn't have great production. Again, he shared the backfield. So that largely explains that. And I do think he's likely a committee back. This is kind of where I, you know, start thinking that guys are probably and look being a third down back or being the first and second down back. There's still plenty of fantasy, fantasy relevant guys that serve in those roles. James Connor was a first and second down back last year. He was RB one. So, yes. <laughs> yep. He was RB six yep. overall, I believe. So it's, it's, that doesn't mean that these guys can't be fantasy relevant. It just simply means guys that are on the field for three downs have more opportunity to do so. But Damian Pierce, I think he's going to be a really, really good uh, uh, first and second down back in the NFL and uh, I expect him to probably get third round draft capital. Um, it might go a little bit lower than that, but uh, if so, I'm going to be all in on him for sure. Mike. Last year at this time, I had none other than Ramondre Stevenson at number seven. So my number seven this year will be Damian Pierce. Because he reminds me a lot of Ramondre and the fact that Dan Mullen is a fucking idiot and wouldn't give him any touches. 
but my God, was he so efficient with his touches. <laughs> like, um, I think, I, oh, I can't remember exactly. I think it was like a touchdown for like every like 10 touches or something like that. Um, he was constantly like, whenever he was able to do, um, get the ball, he was able to do stuff. The problem is I don't think he had a single game with over 10 carries, which is um, sucks because like, I just want to see more of him. But my God, every little thing that I've seen from Damian is great. <laughs> like he's a little bit of a wrecking ball. Like he doesn't he doesn't go down fucking easily, and that's what I really like. And especially with him being five nine and two seventeen, like that's <laughs> that's gonna be a problem in the league. So I, I think that he was efficient enough to where he'll be efficient enough in the league because most running backs are going to where there's gonna be two guys in the backfield, and I think he'll be able to do fine. So he's short, he's short, but not too short. He's thick, great contact balance, not scared of contact either. Also he gets a little too herky-jerky sometimes because he is, like, pretty elusive. And, like, he can throw out, like, a nice juke every now and again. But sometimes he needs to lower his head and he's a fucking drive into somebody with his power instead of being, you know, a little bit worried about con- contact, which I know is something that you were worried about Ramondre last year, Nathan. And I kind of see that a little bit with Damian. But I think that he goes to the right situation. I agree with you, Josiah. Third-round draft capital is where I think he's going to go. Um, and the only reason why I don't think he'll be in the second is just because of production. But from what little we see from him, he just keeps showing out. He had a great combine, too. So I like Damian Pierce a lot. He's been one of my risers, and I could see him being top five next year. But for now, he's seven. I guess I will get into my number eight um, because it is Damian Pierce. Nice. And if, if it wasn't for Keontae Ingram having a meteoric rise, uh, he, Damian Pierce, would be at the same spot as y'all guys. But so I feel bad having him a spot below. I feel like I kind of put y'all on to Mr. Pierce, but uh, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I, I didn't personally see a problem with him being willing to uh, put his shoulder down and take on contact. He seems to rather enjoy it. Um, I mean, he is a little bowling ball. He's, he's like, you know, Maurice Jones Drew type build. Um, he, he's got this short little stride that like, it's like riding a bicycle in a, in a shorter gear versus a taller gear, like the shorter gear, you can get up to speed way quicker, but that top speed you're maxed out, like you're pedaling fast and fast and you can't go nowhere. That's him. Uh, so that short stride gives him fantastic quickness and agility. He has way better agility than he should at someone his size. Like he can, like his lateral agility, especially he can cut from side to side really well. Um, I saw him put an incredible dead leg on a dude that a guy at almost 220 shouldn't be able to do. So yeah, he's, he's a little bowling ball that loves to dish out punishment, but it can also put the moves on dudes. Um, got power in spades. He's uh, like not just thickly built. He can squat over 700 pounds. Uh, it's he's no joke there uh, on the bench press of the combine he put up what was it 21 reps so um, yeah I mean he, he tested pretty well across the board about where I expected in his 40 um, so you know kind of mentioned that as his number one weakness is he just like his top speed he just he reaches that max speed quickly and then mm-hmm. it's not going any faster than that so but his 10 yard split was 1.51 which is fantastic mm-hmm. for someone his size so I uh, love that about him. He's got really good vision, knows when to pick his spots and when to bounce outside. Um, you know, on outside runs, he will have to know his limitations as far as speed goes. Um, but other than that, he's, he's really good first and second down uh, runner that I like a lot. So 
holds up well in pass pro. He just needs a little refinement in that area and uh, doesn't have a ton of work in the receiving game, but was really effective when used. Uh, averaged 11.4 yards per reception this year for over 200 receiving yards. So, yeah, um, like a lot about this guy. Um, so he comes in at number eight to me, which just shows how ridiculously deep this class is. So. For sure. Yep. So all he's, he's definitely up there so far. We've had two deviations from the group in Kyron Williams and Keontae, but Micah, who do you got at number eight? See if you're another deviator. Uh, um, I got to get into him and I kind of hated having him at number eight is Brian Robinson. Um, I really oh. do like him. I, I, I like him a lot. And I kind of feel like, um, I, I mean, me personally, I have like a lot of drafts where I have mid seconds and late seconds and I'm going to be targeting, you know, I, I think maybe one of Zamir or Rashad could fall to you in the mid-second. We'll see where draft capital ends up. But there's going to be a lot of eye in, you know, Kyron Williams um, or Brian Robinson and Damian Pierce. So, and let me get into Brian. You know, we always get these Alabama running backs every year, year in, year out. And he sat there and he waited his turn patiently, just like Najee did. And then he came out this past year. And what did he do? He fucking put up numbers. Like he comes in 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns. I mean, he only, he got 35 receptions. And I think that's really, you know, underlooked with him. And I really found it out when I watched all the senior bowl because not only um, during the game, but also like in the scrimmages, like Brian Robinson was very good with his hands. And so I think that he definitely could end up, you know, I don't think he can be a third down back just because I was a little bit worried about his pass blocking and it wasn't terrible. And it could just be playing in the SEC hurting him, but I thought it was just average. And but if he finds like I think he could be like Damian Harris, I think it would be a good comp for him. Like he's a very powerful runner and he's not scared of contact. And you know, a decent pass catcher, which I think Damian is, you know. I mean, it sucks that they both went to Bama, so they um it comes together, but no, I really do like Brian Robinson, and you know, maybe I should have him above Kyron Williams and Damian Pierce, but I'm going with my gut and I'm gonna let him fall down to eight. So we'll see if I regret it. But I do like Brian Robinson. Uh Josiah, I think you might be on mute, good sir. Yes, I was. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if you're higher on some guys, you got to be lower on others. So can't, can't yeah. fault you there, but uh, yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, I guess I'm the last one to get into his number eight. It looks like I'm the high guy and showing my UGA bias on Mr. James cook. Um, he's uh, you know, a little bit undersized five eleven, one ninety nine, 199, which I like the, the, the weight. I was hoping he'd be at least 200 and you know, one ninety nine is I guess the next best thing. Uh, 22 years old. Um, so he had a 113 rushes. So he actually had more rushes than Zamir did uh, on top of being, you know, the pass catching back last year. So he had 728 yards and that's an average of 6.4 a carry. That is great. That's, I mean, that's actually a yard, uh, a, a full yard better than Zamir did. Um, so I understand that's one of the arguments for James Cook, but he's not a bad rusher. Like there's this idea that all he can do is catch passes, um, you know, between the tackles. No, he's not going to move the pile, but he, if he finds a hole, he'll, he's going to get through it. Um, he might be the most versatile, versatile running back in this class, honestly, as far as he can line up in the slot, he can run into rounds. There's just a lot of different things you can do with him. Um, and, you know, I think at his absolute height, he can kind of develop into a little, 
and he's not going to be as good as, but like what LaVisca Chenault was supposed to be or what did, you know, the height of what Devo Samuel is, you know, like that. I don't, uh, that, I think he can serve that kind of role in an offense. Um, and, uh, you know, he has great vision and patience, uh, explodes once a hole is open. Uh, great. At, he's great at making big plays. He had like, uh, I think uh, 12 plays um, over 20 yards. Um, he ran a four, four, two, one Oh four speed score. All that's awesome. Um, you know, the NFL really seems to like him. I think part of that is who his brother is, but I do think that, you know, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of the draft Knicks and all this rank him in top five RBs and stuff. And while I don't agree with that, I think that's going to inflate his draft capital. I think he could be a second round back. And, uh, you know, I, again, I mentioned these third down backs, look, Alvin Kamara started out as a, as a only third down back behind Mark Ingram put up great fantasy seasons. I mean, uh, guys like Austin Eckler started out as third down backs. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing that he's going to come into the NFL as a third down back, but look, he's going to have that role like a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, also I think he can, you know, end arounds there's, he can be used on first and second as well, but I just think he's immediately going to serve, be drafted to serve that function on an NFL team. So, um, you know, what I don't like about him is he's not great between the tackles, uh, a little undersized. He can get overpowered by defenses. Doesn't always, uh, you know, he gets stopped dead in his tracks. Doesn't, doesn't always fight for the extra yardage slash can't get the extra yardage. Um, will, likely won't be able to handle a full workload. I don't expect him to be like a 20 plus carry guy at any point. So I understand people looking for that prototype running back might draft, uh, draft him a little bit later. I like him a little bit less than I do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he can try to do too much and be elusive instead of just trying to take the yards that were there, that are there sometimes. So, but at the same time, I can't really knock him because he has 6.4 yards of carry. So, uh, James Cook is my number eight and go dogs. Sicko. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I guess I'll go next. Uh, so it'll be number nine. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Again. <laughs> yeah. Nice segue. Um, no, number nine for me is another guy that could be a potential three down workhorse. There are a lot of them. I, I don't think he'll ever be a three down workhorse at the NFL level, but uh, you know, it's in other drafts, he would be much higher than this, but Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, comes in here at number nine for me. You know, he's got the size people want. He's, uh, you know, close to 5'11", 210, um, you know, got a good BMI, 29.7. I mean, he's a four-star prospect. Um, was at Alabama, transferred, uh, didn't want to do the Brian Robinson thing. Um, I think part of the reason Brian Robinson stayed is that he's literally a Tuscaloosa, a Tuscaloosa native. So it's his hometown, a hometown uh-huh. team. So, you know, why leave? Um, but yeah, Drone Ford left and he had one really good season uh, with Cincinnati. So he did very well in 2021, had over 1,500 total yards in 13 games and 20 touchdowns. So great production. Um, he's got really good cutting ability when he's running at speed. He doesn't have to, you know, you know, slow his momentum a whole lot to make the cuts. Uh, he's proficient as a receiver, does a good job there, uh, holds up well in pass pro. Um, great size and not afraid to hit people there and uh, shows solid vision as well. He shows a good patience setting up his blocks. 
the reason he's down this low is because I would like to see him run with a lot more consistent lean and leg drive. Uh, he runs too high and it caused, caused him to fall backwards way too often. Uh, you could see this a lot when he played Alabama this past year. He, he fell backwards into the side way too much. Um, doesn't do a good job of making guys miss at the line of scrimmage. He, he needs room to get going before he can do much. Um, and he'll kind of freeze up if there's penetration like like Zeus, if someone comes in the backfield, he'll make a quick cut to the side and then keep going. Um, Ford will kind of freeze up and get hit and just kind of take his losses. So it uh, can be indecisive. Would like to see him just hit the hole a little bit more often um, with a little bit more power. So uh, he, he dances too much uh, in the hole, especially. There was one play where he tries to, you know, dance along with the safety and uh, yeah, take her to the ball and it just, he, he gets tackled right then and there. So uh, needs to work on that kind of stuff, but he does have good potential. He does uh, meet a lot of the things you want. Uh, he has 106 speed score, which is really good. So, uh, yeah, Jerome Ford, number nine. Yeah, we feel very similarly about him, uh, but he is not my number nine. Uh, my number nine was my second biggest faller of the uh, from the combine. Uh, he was my number six at one point. He did fall. It's Tyler Algier. Um, he's 5'11", 224, so he's a big old boy. Uh, one of the heavier backs in his class right up there with Brian Robinson. Um, he carried a huge load last season at BYU, um, and he's only 21 years old, by the way, but uh, 271, uh, 76 attempts for 1,600 yards at a 5.8 clip and 23 touchdowns, not to mention his 28 receptions for 200 yards. So really just an 1,800-yard season with a total of uh, – uh, 24 touchdowns. So just, just fantastic. As far as a uh, numbers uh, standpoint, he's a converted linebacker and you can tell it's kind of like Javante Williams, uh, you know, tape, uh, except not, not as athletic Poor but, man's version. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, he, he, he's powerful. He's violent. Like he's looking to just like, he, he does this thing where he just like runs up and he just dives through a guy and just like completely bust him open. And even though he goes down, it's five yards later, you know? So, um, I really like seeing that, uh, he seeks, uh, you know, uh, really looks like he's, he's trying to hit somebody at all times, uh, always falling forward, always gaining that extra yard. Um, he had an over 90% goal line efficiency that's within three yards. So really good. As far as the, the goal to go, uh, situations, I think that'll get him on the field fast. Um, on, as far as the NFL goes and he had a 10% target share. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, um, He's a good pass blocker as well. There's better pass blockers. Certainly I saw some plays where he did get beat, but it's definitely not. He, he's, uh, you know, maintaining the block or at least uh, getting the chip more times than he's not. So um, I think he does have the possibility to not necessarily have to be taken off in the third down, but I do think there's well, most teams like Nate mentioned, there's going to be a guy that's probably better at it. Um man this guy is a fucking liar i gotta say that's one negative uh, <laughs> I just don't, if, you, if you just have a strict policy against liars don't draft this guy because uh he said he ran a 439 so he had me licking the chops like if nate would have bet me hey look, four he five over been, under he may have been hand timed at that i you know i you know he may be able to pull out some record that shows that i'm not lying about this but there was no way he was ever going to run a 4-3 or even a 4-4 at the yeah. NFL Combine. No way, no how. Well, look, I'm a guy. I guess I'm too trusting. I take men at their words when they look me in the eye and they say they can do something. And I just uh, – 4-6 is what he ended up running. Now, look, his speed score is still uh, 100. So mm -hmm. it's not like it's a terrible I – mean, he's, he's a huge guy. I mean, it's, it's not like he's – 
uh, not NFL capable. It's not, was it, but it's just, I expected a little bit more. So it did let me down. That's part of why he dropped three spots, but, um, he doesn't always, here's my negatives. He doesn't always pick the right gap. Um, it seems like he kind of decides where he's going to go and goes and, you know, usually he gets positive yardage from it, but there's times where I'm like, why didn't you go one hole over? Um, you know, his, his ball security was an issue in 2021 before that it really wasn't an issue, but last year he had four fumbles. So that's, that's not great. Um, that's something he's going to have to work on for sure. Uh, again, he did play, uh, you know, uh, he was the lead back the year before that uh, only had one fumble. So it's, it wasn't a reoccurring thing, but uh, you know, got to keep our eye on it. Um, he can't really make defenders miss with agility. It really is like just power and strength. I mean, uh, he has good speed and, you know, if you can catch him though, it's, he's not going to make you miss typically uh, as long as you can, you know, stay squared up and bring him down. Um and again, he's a liar. I mean, I just, I just want to reiterate that. Um, and it takes him several steps to kind of reach up to speed. Nate kind of mentioned the, the, you know, that with Brian Robinson, but I think it's even more of an issue with, with Tyler Algier. So, uh, but you know, overall, I do think he's a, he's a really good prospect. I mean, he still has things to learn about the running back position. So I think he's 21 years old, plenty of upside. We have to remember that these guys, you know, aren't finished uh, products going into the league. So Tyler Algier, number nine, who do you got Micah? I can't believe when you said you didn't have Keontae Ingram in your top 12. Yeah. Because that's about as crazy as putting Kyron Williams above them. Well, I'm going to have him at number nine and I don't know how crazy that is. Um, I don't, I I don't mind him having him where you do Nathan. I think I'm really interested to see where he gets drafted because he could jump into the, um, top eight um guy or not top eight guys but like those last couple guys there the brian robinson and damian pierces anyways let's get to his story you know he was a highly rated running back he goes to texas their shit show doesn't do too bad Bijan comes in covid hits everything is just bad for this man so he goes to usc and then i think he put up a pretty good year you know they only played 10 games but you know he averaged over 100 yards a game but dude, he is a violent runner. Like he is a bull in a china shop. Like when he gets the ball and he busted the hole, like you have no idea what's gonna happen. I think that's why he's really good at improvising. But I think it's because he doesn't know exactly what he's doing whenever he bursts through a hole. He's just on the spot figuring it out. And I think that's what he needs to work on. He needs to work on like a plan of what he's gonna do with running. But man, when he just gets open, he'll just like he'll like wail his arms and end up like running through like a hole, and then he'll end up busting through people. And dude, he broke off a few runs this year, so he's got some top end speed, or maybe not top end speed, but he does have some decent speed that I think will be good enough for the NFL level. But I, dude, I just love the way that he runs. He there's another guy that I'm comparing him to that went to the same college, but it's Ronald Jones. He just he reminds me of like a just straight pure runner that's just going to hit the gap and be able to just violently get some yards. So hopefully he goes to a better situation where he doesn't have Bruce Arians hating him. But I really do see him carving out a role for somebody. And Nathan, I respect you having him at seven. There's a chance that he could end up jumping into him. But, you know, for now, I think I did see like a little bit enough to where he, he can carve out some role as a first or second down back in the league. Oh. Just real quick, I want to say if like if in a year we're talking about him as potentially being a top three running back in this class, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked either. 
one, one thing that I, I failed to mention it in, so I'm just going to plug it in here. You kind of alluded to it as far as like his open field vision, but I felt like his vision all around was great, but his open field vision was next level for me. Like he really is processing things two steps ahead. Some of the cutbacks he makes in the open field just to go to an entire different side of the field behind what the safety is thinking, the linebackers, like he's seeing things out of the corners of his eye that yep. a lot of running backs don't. So I love what he does in space. So, yeah, I, I've gushed about him enough, but, um, but yeah, I, I like you having him, Micah. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, especially spots 10 through 12, I, like, was flipping guys in and out. He was in there. He was out. Like, it's it It really – I don't feel like I'm far off as far as what I liked. I just uh, – maybe I don't see quite the, the upside as far as Nate, you know. But, uh, you know, that being said, I don't blame you all for having him where you do. I think all these guys uh, that we're probably going to mention are fair game in their own respect. Um, is that all of our number nines? Did you do yours? Yeah. Nate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine. We'll go ahead and get in number 10. You got uh, in, you got, you got it, had him at your number nine, Nate, for me, it's Jerome Ford. Um, you know, he has a good size at uh, five, nine, two, 10 had a great season. I mean, uh, almost 1600 yards, like, uh, you know, right at that uh, great acceleration, great speed. Uh, has a 106 speed score. Um, you know, he had a 30% dominator rating and a 30% touchdown share. And I know it's Cincy, you know, but they did play some serious games. And, you know, one of my knocks is in some of those serious games, he didn't play as well, but the whole team didn't play as well. And they weren't even rushing the ball by the second half, you know, so um, it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate in that sense. But, um, you know, he has a good combination of elusiveness and power. He can avoid tackles. Um, he did have 21 receptions. Um, so, you know, I think he's capable in that respect. Um, certainly there's better guys, but, you know, it's not something uh, I have a knock for him. He had three touchdowns of 70-plus yards. So he really does have this long ability, long touchdown speed, and he doesn't seem to run out of gas at the end of the plays like some of the other guys. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to like about him for sure. Um, you know, um, he didn't play well against the elite competition. He um, isn't necessarily a natural pass catcher. I did see some catches that look kind of awkward and he didn't bring it in immediately. Um, and he can be hesitant and indecisive behind the line. Um, but, um, you know, I think he, Probably doesn't have three down starter potential, but, uh, you know, he definitely can be like a saw. I kind of see him coming in as like a Khalil Herbert, like a really solid backup behind probably a much better back starting out. But, um, you know, we'll see. I could be wrong about that, but he comes in at my number 10. Micah. So my number 10 is the same exact guy. I love that. We all have Jerome Ford. There's kind of around in the same area. <laughs> So it seems pretty indicative of um, how his career would go. But I think a lot of the things that I've said about Keontae Ingram with him being, you know, he went to Alabama, was waiting his turn, but he just couldn't wait enough. And then he goes to Cincinnati, where I think he actually does pretty good at Cincinnati, <laughs> you know, even though I know they're playing in, you know, well, I don't even what, what do they play in? The AAC? American. The American, American Conference, yeah. But even so, if he does, I mean, you know, the COVID year, he didn't do that great, but he's also transitioning, but he's getting over six and a half yards of carry. Comes back this next year, getting over 1,300 yards, and he's looking like the top prospect that he was when he went to Alabama. But he's a strong runner. He's a physical runner. Um, I want to see more of him, like, getting to the outside and really, like, putting into a second gear, and I think that's where he was just kind of losing me. Like, every now and again, he would when he would break off, like, the long ones. But I don't think he would get a lot of intermediate um, gains, which 
um, I want to see him improve on. And, like, his vision is decent. There are a couple times where I thought, like I said, he could bounce to the outside where he always wants to go through the middle. So I think that he needs to work on reading the line more, and I think that's probably why he wasn't getting playing time at Bama because, you know, <laughs> the big-ass O-linemen they have always – creating holes so i think his vision is something he needs to work on but i think it's something he can work on and i kind of like what you mentioned with khalil herbert i still liked him much better as a prospect but i can see some of the similarities um i think he'll probably what fifth round y'all think maybe he could end up in the fourth yeah for me i think at like my ranking number nine like that's where i probably see guys possibly being day three picks and at that yeah. point guys as far as fantasy drafts for me, they're probably going to be more in the third round. Uh, but you know, um, you know, for me that, that uh, spots one through eight, I see as uh second first or second round picks. And then, you know, everything after yeah. that kind of in like the real NFL draft. No, sorry. I'm talking about fantasy drafts right now. Yeah. I think we're, I was thinking about the real NFL drafts. Um, the original, the original question he asked was fan, but what I'm saying is the guys that are picked on day three in the real NFL mm-hmm. draft, are probably going to fall to the third round for me. Is, yeah. Is what, what I'm yeah. Um, I, as far as f- where Ford's going to go in the real draft, he, I mean, I think it's either going to be late fourth, uh, possibly sooner. Someone might fall in love that he's a 210 pound back that runs yeah. a four, four, six. Um, so that's going to help him a lot. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think fifth round is the latest he's going like absolute latest. Um, yeah. I feel fairly similarly about my next guy. Uh, it's uh, number 10 for me is Tyler Algier. Uh, I'm not going to repeat a lot of the information these guys have said about him. You know, we know his size. We know a lot of his history. Um, you know, he, he, aside from just his size, he does a really good job bulldozing through contact as, and keeping his legs chugging. Um, really love that about him. Uh, he shows good patience when setting up his box as well. So, and um, another thing is like coaches and teammates speak very highly of his work, work ethic. Like he's, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of what you heard about Nick Chubb, where he's just like keeps his head down and just, you know, does what he has to do, plays whatever position you want him to play, um, that kind of thing. So he does like the final gear. Uh, he's not an elite athlete as a process, uh, as a prospect. Um, takes him a little bit of time to get going as well. Needs to improve as a pass, pass blocker. He's got the size, but he's very raw. Um, ball security, he fumbled once every 83 touches, which is almost as bad as Spiller. So really needs to improve there. Um, and just all around raw at the position, like his vision, um, his – you know, just kind of everything he does. You can tell he hasn't been playing running back a super long time. And that's another concern, as he said at the combine, that he'd be willing to move back to linebacker if a team wanted him to do that. And he's, you know, he'll, he's not like Javante Williams going in the second where a team would be completely unwilling to do that. Like, he's going to go far enough where that might happen. So um, that is another thing that could lead me to take other running backs ahead of him is that risk. So um, that's one reason Algier falls to number 10 for me. Yeah, so we have Algier and um, Ford flip flop swapped. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, right there in probably that same tier. So, uh, all right, on to number 11. I'll go ahead and open it up here and get into a guy. My last two guys are both little guys. Um, little guys. Sized, um, you had but, to fit one of them in. Uh, yeah, this we're one, both at the same time. This one is actually not the one you think it is. It's Tyler Beatty. Um, Whoa, over Kyron? Yes, I'm just I'm disappointed in you, Joe. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I guess All I'm getting right. my 12 here, but yes, it's uh, Tyler Beatty 11, Kyron Williams 12 for me, and here's why. I think they're somewhat similar prospects, except Tyler Beatty is way more athletic, and 
This man, listen, 1,600 rushing yards, uh, 14 touchdowns, 54 receptions. I mean, this man had a 48% target share on his fucking team. Uh, his dominator rating was 43%. It's just off the roof. It was tied with Brees Hall. And he did it in the SEC. Like, I know Missouri is the joke of the SEC or one of the few teams that haven't been that good. But seriously, he was doing it against the best. And like, Kyron Williams was doing it against trash teams for the most part. Uh, but Tyler Beatty was doing it against really, really good teams. And uh, I mean, these numbers are, he almost had 2000 yards guys in the sec. And he averaged six yards a carry. Six and yards like you said, carry. Missouri's not good. Like he was their offense this year. And not only this year, he's had multiple years of great production three actually. So hey, and to uh, put that in perspective, uh, Kyron Williams had a yards per carry of 4.9. So, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's, he's very fast. Uh, you know, he's a home run threat. He had uh, 46 runs last year of 10 yards or more. And he had, Jesus. and he had a, he had a 30, 30 plus yard runs in six out of his 12 games. So that's the kind of home run speed he has. I really like him. Literally all these things. I mean, he's an excellent receiving back 54 motherfucking catches. Um, excellent lateral movement is very elusive. Good contact balance for a smaller back. Um, but he's 5'8", 197. It's like that's that's not big enough for the NFL. It's, it's uh, you know, he's not a great power back. He doesn't move the pile, but he's just super fast and elusive. Um, at times he does to tries to do too much and just tries to be the – and he kind of has to be on, on Missouri. I get it because he's literally 43% of their offense. But, um, you know, it, it, he's going to have to be more decisive and stop trying to dance so much um, in, in the NFL. But um, I do think he's probably going to be relegated to a third down role, likely only, or a passing downs role is probably a better way to put that. Um, but that can still be very valuable. But yeah, Tyler Beatty, I mean, statistically in the film, I mean, I loved it. It's literally just, I mean, if he was you know, two inches taller and 15 pounds heavier, I would be, you know, through the moon with this guy. Even but. 10 pounds heavier. Yeah, He's seriously. Not far off. I mean, his his BMI is almost 30 on the dot. So that's the kind of the magical number for the running right. backs. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm in on Tyler Beatty. I like him a lot. Uh, that's my number 11. So, uh, Nate, who do you got? Ooh, as you can tell, I also have uh, Mr. Beatty somewhere on my list, but he's not at number 11 because just beating him out, and it's not because of film. It's because I think of opportunity and draft capital and more than likely his last name. It's James Cook. (laughs) Comes in at number 11 for me. Uh, Unlike some of these other guys, I don't think he can be a three-down workhorse, but he can definitely be a rotational piece along with being a third-down guy. Um, You know, even on first and second down, like you said, he he can be the lightning to someone's thunder. So um, he weighed in better than I expected at 199. That was really good. Uh, He's definitely lower on the BMI side. He's below 28. So, yeah, definitely not going to be a workhorse at all. But uh, you can immediately tell he's Dalvin's brother, not just because they look so much alike, but he is a fast, fluid athlete. Like, he... He has great burst, just like Dalvin, and it's just like when they cut and make moves, it's not it's not a struggle. It's just they're very athletic people. You can tell it just comes easy for them. So, um, you know, good body lean, braces for contact well. Some of the stuff about him going down from someone sneezing on him is definitely overblown, um, but obviously it's not his biggest strength. He has average contact balance, I'd say, at best. 
Um, he's definitely not Keith Marshall level, but he's, he's good. Uh, he's good enough to be in the NFL, I believe, but it is a weakness. Um, size is also obviously weakness. He's at 5'11", 199 is off, obviously a bit slim. Um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of other people are higher on him than this podcast, but he's still definitely a guy you should draft and uh, keep an eye on. So James Cook, number 11. Hell yeah. All right, Micah, who you got? All right, so I have James Cook too, and it is just the conundrum of James Cook because, all right, so Nathan, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with it. Here's the thing. With his last name, he's going to get better draft capital, and he's going to go to a team that's going to want to utilize him. And also, I feel like other teams will give him a chance because of his last name and whatnot. But I think most people in general in Dynasty are going to be higher on um, James than, you know, us. And before I gonna take him, he's probably going to be going, you know, the early second, mid-second for people in drafts because they're going to recognize the name. So you might not even, you know, get him to be able to utilize it. So in that regards, I still have him off the number 11, not involving that. And I think it's because, you know, eh, he's an all right back. Like everything he does is just average. Like the only thing that he's really bad at is the second that <laughs> is the second that someone touches him and he goes straight down every now and again, he'll be able to break a tackle, but God almighty James too many times. I'm just like, you need to bounce off somebody or you need to juke and go. And that's the thing. Dalvin is like insanely like quick with his juice and James takes way too long to make a cut. And I think it's more of him mentally. Like he's just like a tad bit too slow with his instincts to be able to like, hit the hole and go when he needs to. But, man, when he does, that man's got breakaway speed, and he's really fast. And, dude, he is a great catcher. Okay, yeah, so he's not just average at everything. I take back that statement. Yeah. Yeah, I saw y'all laughing, and I knew I was going to have to come at some point and retract it because I knew it was wrong, but I was going with the flow. Anywho, but, no, he is a very he is a very good pass catcher, and that's going to get him work in the league. Like, he's going to get, you know – third down at worst he's going to be like what Kenny Gamewell was doing this past season he'll have every now and again where he'll have a season or a game where he scores 20 plus and then he's just not around there for some games so I think that he can still do that he's going to get the opportunity because of his name but in general I just think he's an okay bag doesn't have a high ceiling I think decent floor um if other guys are just like us and they take these other backs ahead of him he does fall to you go ahead and take him but I advise to maybe stay away from him until possibly the third round unless he just somehow gets like second round draft capital to a team that needs a running back. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. So I'm the high guy on cook. I having him at eight for sure. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see for sure. Well, I already spoiled my number 12. It was Kyron Williams, the other undersized guy, five, nine, Um, You know, Look, stats and 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 I mean, stats were awesome. He had over two hundred uh, yard, uh, two hundred uh, attempts. I'm sorry, two hundred rushes uh, for a thousand yards. And I know that is a four point nine yard per clip, but he carried a, a bigger load than most guys his size usually can. So, fourteen touchdowns, forty two receptions. Obviously, his third down and pass catching and pass blocking is a hundred percent his best ability. Um, on film and stats wise, I think he is the best passing downs back in the class. Um, you know, I think when you take it all, look, there, there's a guy that's going to be drafted in the first round, a defender named, uh, it's uh, a uh yeah. out of uh, Purdue. Kyron mm-hmm. Williams handled him every time when they yep. played him, every yep. time. 
So, I mean, I'm not saying he can do that to every defender, but even being undersized, doing it to a guy that's going to go in the first round, that made me feel, you know, pretty confident. Um, he had, uh, you know, two seasons of great production. It's not like he only did it once um, against, you know, some good competition. Notre Dame does play four or five good teams every year, typically. So, you know, it's not like we can't evaluate everything, but of course they also play a lot of shitty teams. Um, and, uh, you know, he has really good footwork. He's creative and elusive. Uh, you know, he's very good in the instinctual after the catch of where the guys are running downfield and how to get them to over pursue. And he does that, um, you know, with his really good stop and go ability. So I like that he can do that. Uh, he has great contact balance for back his size. Um, but of course the combine, the fucking combine. This man was at number four, number four for me. I'm not, I'm being completely transparent here. I dropped him eight spots and I felt like that was an overreaction maybe. And that's why I was proud of you for having him a little bit higher or actually a lot higher, uh, Micah. But (laughs) um, you know, I do think, you know, this is an awesome case study of, you know, uh, analytics versus film. uh, Cause the film on him is great. The analytics are not. So Um, It'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, how he works in the NFL, but I am going to go, I'm going to stick to my gut of what I saw in film and I got to, got to get him in my top 12 back. So he does, uh, he does fall to number 12 for me, but he's still here. Um, You know, his his ball security was, was an issue. Um, You know, I I don't know if you mentioned the per touch, uh, you know, ratio, Nate, but you know, it's probably up there with some of the, some of the bad ones in the class. And uh I do think his draft capital is just so he should not have ran that 40 man. Like God, his draft capital is just gonna, he's going to be day three. I know for a fact. And that's why I can't put him in my top six or you don't know that. I, I'm pretty you damn positive. That. I mean, his speed, I, I'll, I'll put a good amount of money score, on it. Is, his speed score is an 86, 83, 83, 83. Yeah, it's an 83, man. I mean, like, I look, I'm not and cute, how. Like, Nate, and how do you just to be transparent? Nate is definitely the the numbers and analytics like weights that heavier than than I think me and Mike could do. But I gotta at some point I gotta draw the line when you're that much of an outlier. I can't give you the benefit of the doubt. I gotta draw. Sweet. But I I hope I'm wrong because I really was so high on him. I had him at RB four, but he's not RB four. He is RB twelve. So, uh, Nate, if you want to get into your twelve, yeah, um, you know I gave Clyde a lot of crap for the whole you know, running backs need either size or speed and the best have both. And Clyde had neither and Clyde was both bigger and faster than Kyron. So, uh, yeah. And bigger by quite a lot. So, uh, anyway, um, on to my number 12, which is Mr. Tyler Beatty out of Missouri. This guy is underrated. Now, obviously he's 197 pounds. He's probably never going to be a full blown workhorse in the NFL, but he, he handles the running game better than you would think at that size. Like he pulls through contact. Well, he like, he doesn't give people a clean shot on him often. So it helps him with that. Uh, yeah. He's very, very quick. He's very good lateral agility, a really good feet, like very fast feet. Uh, loved watching that about him. So he can start and stop on a dime. Uh, yeah, and he can cut at any speed without losing almost any momentum. So he's great in the open field. Uh, you mentioned all the big plays he had. That's one of the reasons why he's, he's a nightmare in the open field. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a huge part of his team's offense. Uh, ran a 4.55 at his size, which gives him a speed score of over 100. So better than average. I'll take that. Um, you know, obviously the weaknesses for him, size. Uh, he'll, he'll turn his back at times when expecting contact. I didn't like that. Uh, he needs to lean forward and drive. 
on more occasions, but, um, and he does suffer the uh, occasional drop. So he needs to work on his hands just a bit, but I mean, he had over 1100 receiving yards, uh, in college, which is, I think better than any of these guys we've talked about. So uh, very, very impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to definitely have a role in the NFL and he comes in at number 12. All right. I like it. Yeah, no, definitely. Tyler Beatty. I had to fit in there just because he loved watching his film. One of my favorite watches. All right. Well, Michael, you're the only one who didn't spoil your number 12. So go ahead and hit the people with the name that they are salivating for. So his name has not come up yet. And so I figured I'd be the only one to talk about him. The guy who came in at number 12 for me is Mr. Abram Smith out of Baylor. Okay, so this guy's had a very interesting career so far because he ended up registering when he first got there, and then they converted him to linebacker, and then he was off and on running back linebacker. Then he comes back and plays running back this next year, gets over 1,600 rushing yards. And then when I saw him, when he played through the senior bowl, out of all the backs, he looked the best, even out against, like, Brian Robinson, who looked very good during the game. Like, I'll tell you what, dude, Abram Smith, like, he's very good at just bouncing off of contact, spinning when he needs to. Like, he was very hard to bring down. And then I watched his tape at um, Baylor, and he's busting off big runs. And that was the main thing. I was just like, oh, this guy can just, like, get away from contact, but he can't really, like, take it to a second gear. He was able to take it to a second gear a few times. So he's really just learning the position. But I think it's really impressive what he did, and I really liked what I saw. And out of how terrible that line was during the senior bowl, he really made the most out of nothing. So I just think this guy, he's really underrated. The only one big knock on him is he's going to be 24 years old and he's just now learning the running back position. So that's why (laughs) I have him, you know, maybe not. I mean, I wouldn't have him higher, but and why some people may not. But if he can come in and pick up things very quickly, like I could see him being an underrated menace. So I really liked Abram Smith. Um, We'll see where he goes come draft time. He may end up being a seventh rounder for all I know, but I like him. Yeah, he's my back 17 right now, but I did like some things I saw on film and it is a deep class. So, all right, guys, look, if there's any little guys you want to throw in before the draft so we can take partial credit, Go ahead and do it now. Don't go too deep on analysis, but I'll go ahead. And, I mean, Keontae Egram was my number 13, but these guys covered him pretty well. Uh, my numbers 14 and 15 are both, um, you know, a division three uh, FCS uh, schools. Uh, and one of them is Pierce Strong. Uh, obviously he lit it up at the combine, uh, has some really exciting film at South Dakota state. They're pretty much the second best team in the fcs so they're you know they are the closest thing to an elite program you know they would beat a lot of you know fbs teams 100 percent if you threw them in a division same for north dakota state obviously where trey lance and christian watkins are coming out of but uh pierre, pierre strong has some really good film and then my number 15 is mr julius chestnut baby this is going to be the James Robinson of this class in that nobody knows his name and he's going to get a role somewhere. It's probably not going to be quite as good as James Robinson, but he's out of sacred heart. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, you know, has some really awesome film. He had a 60% dominator rating. So he was the offense. Like it's, it's just incredible. If you can find a sacred heart game, you don't even have to find cutups. Just watch a sacred heart game because it, most of the plays are involving him and uh he looks really really good really fast he didn't what, what's come his to size? 
he didn't come to the combine. Um, so we, we don't have official measurements, but according to the internet, uh, Julius Chestnut is. Uh, so <laughs> long pause. Slowest phone in the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On ESPN.com. Um, so, you know, good size, a better size than Pierce Strong. I like that. Uh, he didn't go to the combine. So I, I'm waiting. He said, I think it's Utah, Utah's pro day that he's going to be at and he's going to run the 40 there and all of that. So, uh, but look out for Julius Chestnut. Look out for him. I stumbled upon him. Um, all right, Nate, you got any throw ins? I've got a bunch. There are a bunch of guys that almost made it in. I'm going to go through them very quickly. Uh, Kevin Harris out of South Carolina is 13, 220 plus pound back. That is uh, surprisingly athletic and light on his feet at that size. He had a great sophomore season, had a back injury that slowed him down this past year. But yeah, he, he's coming out as a true junior, even with all that. So his, his agents must have told him that teams are interested. So Kevin Harris could climb a lot for me after the draft. Uh, after him, I have Ty Chandler. Uh, if you want a receiving back that could lay down a third down roll, he ran a four three eight, and he had some wicked awesome catches. Uh, he had one incredible one-handed grab against Notre Dame in the fourth quarter. So, uh, yeah, quick to, quick twitch player, very uh, fast change of direction. Uh, he's uh, he's about five eleven two oh four, so decent size, but he's not going to power over anybody. Um, but uh, but yeah, sneaky great hands, love his speed, love his speed score, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then at fifteen for me. Kennedy Brooks, man, like this is a guy that I'm going to be looking at deep and he could climb for me too. He is not an elite athlete by any means whatsoever, um, but he just produces, man. Like he didn't play in 2020, sat that out. Every other year he's had over a thousand yards and he has beat out Eric Gray in 2021, Ramondre Stevenson and Trey Sermon in 2019, and Trey Sermon in 2018. He kept all those guys on the bench because he was the best out of all of them. So not an elite athlete, but great contact balance, really good vision, gets what's there, uh, does what he can with his body, uh, and only averages like uh, one fumble every 250 touches. So Kennedy Brooks, hate that he fell this low, but uh, keep an eye on him late. All right. All right. I like some of those names. They were definitely contenders, uh, uh, particularly Kevin Harris. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy that I liked his film as well. Well, Micah, you got any throw-ins that uh, we didn't mention or just who your 13 through 15 are? I like the first two guys you mentioned. The one thing about Kenny Brooks is that his hand size is seven and five eighth inches. That is very, very small. <laughs> so that could be a problem. But um, doesn't have a fumbling I, problem. So. But he doesn't have a public problem. So the guys who just missed my list was um, Tyler Agier at 13. I almost put him above Abram Smith, but I rolled with my gut. And then I had Tyler Batty at 14. I agree with a lot of what y'all said. And um, maybe I should have had him in my top 12. He's the one I'm regretting the most. But I do like Tyler Batty a lot. And then – or is it Beatty or is it Batty? I think it's I think Beatty. It's yeah, mm-hmm. Beatty, Beatty, okay. And then no one has mentioned – Christian McCaffrey 2.0, Mr. Max Borgi out of the university or Washington State University. So keep an eye out on him. I got people in Debbie leagues that still have that. (laughs) Oh, man. Terrible. I I do think he's a good sleeper. So good call, Micah. But yeah, he's just, he just missed out on the list for me. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's recap our list and then get out of here for this episode. Um, for me, it was Brees Hall, number one, Isaiah Spiller, number two, Kenneth Walker, number three, Rashad White, number four, Zamir White, number five, Brian Robinson, number six, uh, Damian Pierce, number seven, James Cook is number eight, Tyler Algier, number nine, Jerome Ford, number 10, Tyler Beatty, 11, and Kyron Williams, 12. Micah? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Nate. Micah, your name's already been called. Yeah, you know, okay. Go to the office. Okay. All right. So I had Brees Hall at number one, Kenneth Walker two, Isaiah Speller three, Zeus at four, Rashad White at five, Kyron Williams at six. It's going to happen. Damian Pierce seventh, uh, Brian Robinson eighth, Keontae Ingram ninth, Jerome Ford tenth, James Cook eleventh. And Abram Smith at number 12. Yeah, for me, uh, number one, by the hair on his head, Brees Hall. Uh, number two, Kenneth Walker. Three, Isaiah Spiller. Four, Zeus Zamir White. Five, Brian Robinson. Six, Rashad White. Seven, Keontae Ingram. Eight, D- Damian Pierce. Nine, Jerome Ford. Ten, Tyler Algier. Eleven, James Cook. Twelve, Tyler Beatty. And then Kevin Harris, Ty Chandler, and Kennedy Brooks. <laughs> all right so it looks like the biggest arguments that are need to be settled in our pre-draft rankings as we see what happens is you know kenneth walker versus isaiah spiller what happens to kyron williams and uh i guess maybe Keontae ingram uh but, that kyron uh, williams fella ain't getting drafted before the sixth round we'll see i i you know i do think he'll be day we'll three see. but, but uh, Javion hawkins syndrome from last year if he gets fourth round i'll feel better about it though like like michael my uh, michael carter level draft capital i'll feel better but we'll see uh it's gonna be interesting thank you guys for sticking around and listening getting us getting through a total of like fucking 40 names here so uh we appreciate you uh obviously we love doing this and we have been you know pouring over the film very excited to put these these rankings out and uh you know if you have any questions about any of these prospects feel free to reach out to us uh next week we will be doing receivers and don't forget to stick around and listen to our bonus episode we'll be putting out this week only uh covering the free agency transactions uh thus far so um appreciate you guys uh for nate and micah this is josiah fantasy dogs out